Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. Well, guys, we have some exciting news for you from Vortex about their brand new eyewear, their Banshee and Jackal sunglasses. Me and Andrew have had these for a few weeks now, right before the release, and we've been extremely impressed. They're awesome glasses, guys. And listen, if you're needing some new sunglasses, not only do they have the VIP warranty, but they're tough as crap, guys. Uh, Scratch-resistant eyewear, uh, it's extremely important. And also, they have safety features as well. So when you're out shooting at the range, again, these are rated glasses, so you are going to be more than protected when you're at the range. But they also look fantastic when you're out around town. So right now, Vortex has some special pricing on their website, which is vortexoptics.com for the new eyewear. But also, if you use the code SOUTHERN20, you get to save even more on this special pricing for right now at vortexoptics.com. Again, check out the new eyewear from vortexoptics.com and use the promo code SOUTHERN20 to save on their brand new eyewear. If you live in the Gulf Coast region, you need to find yourself at the Eco Wild Expo May 10th through the 12th in Mobile. It is the premier outdoor expo for the Gulf Coast region, and we're going to be there. We're going to have a booth. We're super excited about it. Can't wait to meet you guys that live down there. We absolutely love the Gulf Coast region, so to be a part of this show, we're super excited about. We're going to have past podcast guests there at our booth for you to talk to, guys who are relevant for your area, who you can talk to, you can pick their brain, you can joke with them, laugh with them, tell them your story, whatever you want to do. It's going to be a awesome time. We're already working on some past podcast guests, but hey, if you live in this area and you have a suggestion for someone you want to see at that show, write in and we'll see if we can get them. There's going to be all kinds of exhibitors at the show that are focused on hunting, fishing, conservation, and recreation. There's going to be activities for the whole family there. They got axe throwing, archery. They're going to have our podcast booth. And then for the kids, they got touch tanks, a honeybee exhibition, a raptor show, kids fishing tank, BB gun range, and a butterfly house. So you're going to love it. Your kids are going to love it. It's going to be an awesome time. So head on over to ecowildexpo.com to get more information on the show and to go ahead and grab your tickets. And hey, mark it on your calendar, May 10th through the 12th. Be there. We want to see you and we're excited to talk to you. So we'll see you at the EcoWild Expo this May 10th through the 12th at the Mobile Convention Center in Mobile, Alabama. You're listening to the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the Southern Outdoorsman. Now let's get to the episode. <coughs> Alright everybody. Wait, no, you do the intros for these. Oh yeah. Oh, this is going to be weird. I'm leaving all this in, so get I heard, to it. I heard some echo right there. <coughs> <coughs> <laughs>
All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Southern Outdoorsman. Listen, it's a success story. Mm. We get off started. Drink another. Oh, yeah. Let's I remember you. my first beer. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. Uh, anyways, we have uh, our buddy Zach Eccles on, along with Austin Broadhead, a.k.a. Muzzy. Uh, joining me and Andrew today, we've all had success in like the last 10 days, roughly. And uh, maybe we're going to talk about it. It's going to be kind of fun. A little bit different uh, listener success story. So I'm excited to talk to y'all about what's helped y'all be successful. But first off, we got two big buck killers in the room. Zach just killed a, a Mondo giant. And Austin killed a freaking slammer, dude. Like, yep. they got main beams for days. Like, that deer's freak. I cannot wait to see that I, mount. I got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You can shoot, man. That's that's the thing. Quick quick on the draw. Yeah, through that 30-30 lever action on that bad boy. It's yeah. a gun. We're, listen, we're <laughs> going we're gonna to talk about how you did the old Alabama rabbit bump and dump. Little little mm-hmm. kick up and Get, kick up and run. Yeah, kicked him up like a swamper. <laughs> like an old cane cutter. <laughs> Zach, you've been on the show before. Long, Long time, time ago. Um, we were catfishing. Um, oh, Dude, that was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. in the middle of the river. <laughs> yeah. Yep, we didn't catch any catfish. No. We, we lost didn't. one during the podcast. Um, so I, I want to introduce y'all. Um, I guess we'll start with Austin. Austin Broadhead, you oh, have the coolest name ever. Oh, Muzzy. For a bow hunter. So why don't you tell us who you are, a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, ain't much to tell, but uh, I've been deer hunting for as long as I can remember, as long as I can hold a gun. And do I sound weird to y'all? No, dude. Okay. No, you got a radio voice. Yeah, come on now. Um, As Andrew says, it's buttery smooth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I grew up deer hunting in the woods. Well, I didn't grow up like these little kids nowadays. I grew up running around with nobody watching me in the woods 24-7. And uh, I don't know. Deer hunting is just something I love, and it's all I want to do nowadays. <laughs> I heard that. Seems like it. I'm over, I'm over here, man. Driving over to Andrews, wearing dress clothes. Y'all over here in camouflage. Oh, man, we have, we got after him today. <laughs> on a Wednesday. <laughs> killing on a Wednesday. Me. Killing me, man. But, hey. And then seen some deer today, too. Well, hey, that's, that makes it even better because. Saw more deer than me. Yeah. Well, well, we saw we saw one out front. Oh, yeah. Old front yard deer, you know. It's the best <laughs> kind. You know, a little front bumper action. Yeah. That's what brush guards are for. Yeah. Well, come um, on. So, Austin, you just killed a pretty nice one. Oh, uh, yeah. My best. <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to get into that. Yep. Um, we also got Zach Eccles on. Zach, tell people about yourself. I've been banging my head against the wall on public <laughs> for a very long time. <laughs> I find it a little bit of private, but most of my venture in the woods has been on uh, public. But No, but just banging your head against it. It's more of a challenge than what it seems like for a lot of people. A lot of people see a lot of success from people going out and having – you know, killing some big deer, especially out in the Midwest, it's a little bit different when you're down here in the southeast trying to get after it. And, yeah. You know, uh, there's a lot of learning curve, especially, you know, when you're trying to deal with hunting pressure, which I think we'll probably talk about a little bit on this week's episode. Uh, oh, yeah. With the deer that Zach just killed? Yes, most definitely. <laughs> yes. Zach, thanks for bringing, like, half the state of Alabama. Yeah. Local. Well, y'all are welcome. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's my stomping grounds over there. But I didn't I didn't know that there was public land over there till I was 18. I mean, that's when I started hunting public. My next door neighbor, I brought that up to him. He's a, uh, you know, all people say they're they're deer hunters, but they're like, oh yeah, like he got in a hunting club last year and hunted one time, like the whole season. And I was like, man, you know, you get like some public, like five miles from your house, like eighteen dollars a year. Yeah. Well, I was like, yeah, a lot of a lot of acres, not, not exactly how many, but they got a lot of acreage, like five miles from the house. And he's like, no way, man. And we start talking about it. And 
Zach showed him your deer, and he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Might slip and his, his wife's like, hey, maybe you don't need to get in a club next year. <laughs> maybe you ought to save that money and instead just get a hunt over here. And I'm like, yeah, why not, man? Um, yeah. But, yeah, the public land opportunity is so crazy in the state of Alabama. And also, a lot of guys that we've had on the show, like older guys, you know, in their 50s and 60s who's been hunting Alabama for 40, 50 years, talk about how every year it gets better and better quality of bucks that are getting killed yeah. and you know you have a higher odds and higher likelihood of running across a four or five six-year-old deer by the way zach did y'all age your buck did the not tax, yet tax i didn't want to risk messing up the uh cape did the tax tax mess around with it when y'all he said there? when i get my meat i'll get the jawbone i want to get it aged after i do that awesome. probably be next monday okay cool nice. so, well when we find that out i want to post it because I, I would oh, yeah. love to know how old that deer was same i'm, I'm saying five and a half for him his deer's five and a half oh, all day i think long. yours is Pushing that, dude. I think at yeah. least. You don't think so? Maybe four and a half. Shoot, man. Yeah. I need some more of them bad boys running around. I couldn't and a half. believe Zach's deer only weighed 126. Gutted. Gutted? Yeah. Gutted. Also, what, what, so what is that live weight? He said about 170, 175. That's, I mean, that's pretty typical. Well, right. yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I've hunted here my whole life, and that's the first six horn <laughs> I killed this year. We brought him back guts in, and he was 180, oh and he's God. the biggest buck I've ever shot, like body-wise. It's crazy, man. man. It just looks so much bigger, especially yours. I mean, it, his neck was like – Oh, he was swollen, too. Yeah. Little, so. Oh, dude. And I'm the worst about um, trying to weigh him on the hoof. Like, you killed that one last year, and I remember seeing it. I'm like, this one's 180 all day. We take yeah. him to the check station. Jazz is like 136 <laughs> or something like that. I was like, yeesh. <laughs> Maybe I'm just not going to guess anymore. Yeah. I was like, this one's Andrew with, with you know, distance. <clears throat> we were hunting another piece of public land in Alabama. He's, oh man, that's that's forty yards, or that's thirty-five yards, forty yards. And I'm like, no, that's like sixty plus. We <laughs> range is like sixty-three yards or something. He's like, he's like, yeah, I would have put that arrow in the dirt oh, for yeah. sure, for <clears throat> sure. No, but um, but again, y'all both killed mature bucks on some really interesting piece of public land. You know, a lot of a lot of diversity, a lot of high pressure. That's the one cool thing about this is finding deer that caliber, that age, where they are getting. I mean unbelievable pressure especially this year but i mean this year's in the past too yeah even a bow season this year which i don't know I've, i haven't been here for a couple of years but i don't know what you saw but in bow season every time i came up here on weekdays there's people yeah yeah out there yeah which has I never hunted, happened before i hunted a lot in bow season there was somebody i mean at, at least two or three trucks parked at, at gates every time i hunted mm-hmm. which I, mean, I like to see though i mean yeah to an extent i mean yeah. i know it's my home turf and that's where i hunt but <laughs> We all got the same opportunity to if go If it's out a weekday, there. it's obviously a local person, too. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Well, not just that, but it just the opportunities out there. And I think more people are just trying to take advantage of that, which is cool. Again, you know, I got nothing against, you know, being a club lease or anything like that. But it's like, you know, for like you said, 18 bucks a year along with your state mm-hmm. license, you can hunt. Uh, how many how many acres we get in Alabama? Close to a million? There's over a million, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Ballparking of, of acres of public land. And it's all uh, diverse, too. I mean, from mountains up around lauderdale or whatever and then you know, that's lauderdale mm-hmm. and then i mean swamps anything in between everything so. from coastal J- plain everything from <clears throat> jackson county mountains all the way down and lauderdale all the way down to mobile delta i mean you just got all kinds of diversity and the cool thing is man you see some of those big deer get killed down there in the delta yeah. pushing 200 215 pounds man just heavy horn i'm like oh that's my crazy. god dude like, those dog hunts they do <clears throat> down there i'm like to geneva, geneva. yeah dude some of the bucks they haul out of there i'm like are you kidding me I saw a trail camera picture of a buck down there last year, and I was, like, shocked that that deer. It was like that one big eight. 
Yeah. Right, yeah. Whoa, whoa. I think that was the only eight that was killed, or the only buck that was killed on the dog hunt. Oh, really? Yeah. It, um, it blows my mind. One thing I've learned about, like, <clears throat> going all over the state, uh, like, when we were in high school, me and Zach started venturing down to, like, lounges and stuff, and out to, like, different parts of the state deer hunting. And I would always go to some places, like, I'll just say it, Tuskegee National Forest is one of them. And I was like, this place is garbage. Like, there's nothing, there's no deer, there's no big bucks. <laughs> and then somebody we know kills mm-hmm. a 150, in, almost 150 inch deer out there. And I'm just like, well, I don't know. If there's anything I've learned, man, there's good deer, per, I mean, pretty much everywhere. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're in there. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there's, and there's more of them than you think there are. They just never get killed. Not only that, but <clears throat> I think a lot of people look at the habitat. And they're like, oh, man, you can't grow no big deer in pines. Well, the thing they don't realize is when you have all these cutovers, like especially there's a bunch of different public that we all hunt across the state that has there's a bunch of cutovers, clear cuts. And, man, the, the habitat there is just unreal for, like, why it's growing up now. When it, you know, matures out and everything and, you know, it gets down to pretty much when they're about to cut it. Of course, the habitat there is not very great for food cover and everything else. But, dude, while it's young, it's unreal. And you find a lot of those big deer – you know, across the state in some of those kind of habitat edges where you find, you know, those cutovers and everything else. Uh, but not only that, but you kind of see throughout the state of like how many big deer it killed in places that, you know, probably 10 years ago, it was not as common. Like I, I know some pieces of public land that have like popped up out of nowhere as like guys killing big deer. And uh, you never had heard that before. And other places like we talked about, like, you know, the Bankhead National Forest, they always kill big deer. But it's like mm-hmm. now it almost feels like there's like higher numbers of bigger deer getting killed up there. Which maybe it's just people, you know, figuring out how to hunt it a little bit more efficiently. But it's like, again, the opportunity in the state of Alabama is unreal. Especially since we get to hunt to February 10th. Oh, dude. yeah. <clears throat> it's like, the opportunity is there. Now, hey, we got to dive into these hunts. Okay? Yeah. That's the reason. It's called a listener success story for a reason. And really, it's just going to be like a like a, a brosive success story on this week's episode. <laughs> so, me and Andrew both killed bucks. We doubled, well, we really... Well, Zach, I claimed you as a triple when I found that you killed a big one. Did we triple? <laughs> we were all out there together. <laughs> yeah, like we tripled, hundred <laughs> percent. Like we tripled, man. Um, and if Sawyer were killed, man, quadruple. But you quadrupled. Know. But uh, the opportunity that we had going out there and kind of all hunting a little bit different areas, different habitat types, and kind of all coming together and all killing good deer was awesome. Yeah. Now, one thing I want to talk about with all y'all <clears throat> is, you know. Especially with you two killing bigger deer, and I'm trying to figure out how how to word this where we can talk about it, but y'all don't have to talk too much about it. Is what did you learn from the experience of like? And I'll, Zach, I'm gonna ask you first. What did you learn from the experience of you killing that big deer? Just like when it comes to like you killing, was that the, probably the oldest deer you've ever killed too? Oh yeah, by far. So oldest deer, biggest deer, biggest buck. There's a lot of firsts with that. Yeah, biggest public land buck. <laughs> what did you learn from that experience? Just kind of everything that had happened, you know, that morning. I learned really to hunt more for sign than to hunt for deer. That's how I located this area. But I mean, it was a couple of weeks ago when I located it. I knew about the area. I've been in there before, but I haven't gone in there looking. And went in there and ended up seeing, I think, five deer the first time I hunted it. And where I saw those deer is what drew me down there and went snooping around and found all the rubs and scrapes and all that stuff. I mean, it was some thick stuff, like had to get on your hands and knees to crawl through. But found all that and then found adjacent doe sign and tried to link those two together because I knew with the rut coming up, that's what's on their mind. So I ended up just finding a spot that seemed really unexpected or unsuspecting. I sat there all morning 
was thinking the whole time, you know, I was like, I'm not going to see anything sitting here. You know, it's why am I, why am I here? And at 9.45, I mean, he he walked out and was looking right at me and went on down the hill and that was it. I mean. He was texting me. He was like, dude, I haven't seen anything. I'm like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen uh, two little small sixes and some does. And I could tell he was getting irritated. And then next thing you know, 14 point, he's a giant. <laughs> <laughs> I literally jumped in my truck and I was running 120 from where I was at to where he was at. <laughs> and I ran from the gate to the deer. Like he called me like open. 200 yards away and was totally out of breath. He was like, where are you? <laughs> I swear to God. It was crazy, man. And I was excited for him. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I, was, I was proud. Dude, it was it was wild. And that's what it's all about, really. I that's mean, it. Yeah, man. The deer, was, the deer was awesome, but all of us, or me, you, and Jacob killing a deer, mm-hmm. everybody being there, I don't know. That's that's really what it's about to me. I was, it was I, great. Like I was saying the other day, man, like hunting that place with you all these years, and like just think about all the hours that we've spent. Oh, God. Just like. <laughs> I don't even want to know the like, mileage tracker out there. For, you remember First Blood, like all these little spots we used to have, like. I mean, we cut our teeth out there and yeah. together, really. And seeing you take that deer, man, like, I know it's real cliche and everything, but it's like, I don't even care that I didn't kill it. That was like the sweetest thing. Yeah. Like, just seeing that fall in my friend group. Dude, yeah, that's that's how I feel. I'm like, dude, yeah. I, I was wanting somebody in our in our, like, our, our knit group that, like, kill a big one. And, like, Austin, dude, if I was, like, around, like, the day you shot your dude, I would have freaked the hell out. I'm like, bro, oh, yeah. this is freaking ridiculous. <laughs> but it's, like, I was, like, Michael, like, I've been hoping Michael kills a big deer just because, like, God, I was so relieved so... when he killed that buck. <laughs> yeah. I was oh, like, my... thank God Michael got one. <laughs> your scope's not off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was so happy for him, man. But, but it's cool that, like, somebody that, again, like, in our, like, friend group shot a big deer, like, like what you had done, and just kind of, like, seeing the emotions from it and just kind of, like, just being there. I mean, it's awesome, dude. Oh, yeah. Again, I feel like if any one of y'all kill one, I'm, like, freaking excited. And I'm like, dude, if you kill one, that's awesome. But, like, the deer I'm, I shot, I'm like, the whole hunt was just super exciting. We'll talk about it a little bit later. But it's like when you see a deer, like a guy like yourself that's hunted that hard, you know, just for – a good deer. I remember the deer you shot last year out there, which was a crazy hunt all in itself. We won't have to go into it. <laughs> but, uh, but like, you get that deer, I was like, dude, that's freaking freaking awesome, dude. And then you kill this buck, and I'm like, it, like, all came together. Just, like, kind of big picture, and you, like, you have that success. And Austin, again, you killing a freaking, there's a slammer as well. It's like, yeah. dude, it's, it not only shows that there's that kind of quality buck out there, but when, like, when a buddy of yours kills it, it's, like, it's sweet. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what awesome. it's all about, man. Yeah. Yep. Well, another thing, so that spot we've had some history with. Um, I think the it might have been the first time I went in there. I don't know if it was the first time y'all went in there, but me, Zach, and Austin, we all went, we went in there on like a squirrel hunt. That was the first mm-hmm. time I'd been off in there. Yeah. Was JT with us? Yeah, yeah, somebody. Yep. Okay. JT. Yeah, and we we opened up on that squirrel. It was like the last day of squirrel season. <laughs> we were turkey scouting, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went back in there and found. We went on that creek, found the big bed and everything, and. Um, did JT find a find a dead set? Like he found no, a, that was that was clay. Clay. So we weren't we yeah. weren't in there when Clay found it. But yeah, right there near where we found that bed, mm-hmm. found a I mean big deadhead, mm-hmm. huge deadhead. Not like your buck, obviously, but I mean big, wide, like huge, really nice buck. Um, and then I guess it was the summer after that, I filmed what we think is the deer you killed, right in there right next to where you killed him ended up killing him which is another cool thing but other than that i hunted so i filmed that buck and i hunted him once and never went back in there so then 
I want to know, like, what drew you back to that area when you went in there? To be honest, my truck can't get very far into the management area. <laughs> so I'm kind of limited on to where I can get. Mm-hmm. So it's one that I knew about. I'd been in there. Really, the only thing that drew me in there was I'd seen a bunch of does in there before. I was like, let's go in there. Yeah. So we went off, and we're just, you know, it's raining a little bit, and we're just slipping super quiet through there. And we came up on actually where I set up last weekend when I killed the buck. We came up on that spot, and there was four does in the, like, in the cut. And they went off in the woods. Well, I'm sitting there looking through my scope, and I thought all of them had cleared out. Well, I see a rat come through the woods, and I shot, ended up hitting a pine tree. Well. <laughs> I don't know if that was the same buck or if that was another one, what was going on there. but. And you found, and then, was it before, was it the same day that you killed, or that you should, killed the pine tree, I guess? Yeah. That you found, like, the where the bucks had fought in there? Yeah, it, that was the same day. I mean, what I did was, like, found that one spot where I'd seen a bunch of doe sign and crossings, trails, stuff like that, and walked maybe a 50, 60-yard perimeter around that. And the thick stuff, and that's where I found all the sign. There, mm-hmm. if you walk out in that field where I shot the buck, you, I mean, there's nothing but deer poop out there. There's nothing, and I mean, but walking just a little bit around there, you found a lot. I don't think he had to travel very far at all for everything he needed. So all the sign was kind of tucked up in that thick stuff. Yeah, around you, there. I mean, you had from from outside. If you didn't push into the thicket, mm-hmm. it would look like just a bare field. There was no other than a couple trails, nothing major, but. Once you got in there, it was, I mean, trashed. Dude, I walked up on where he sat, and I was like, wow, were you even sitting here? Yeah, when Andrew showed me on the map, I'm like, what? Like, no way. That's like, like you got to be joking me. You got to be pulling my chain. And then, like, now you're, now you're, now it makes more sense how you're explaining well, it, I mean, like how said, the sign was in you there. You say that, like, looking at it on the map, it looks like nothing. But mm-hmm. to me, I saw, like, five different kinds of boundaries. There was, you know, the big open... It's really di- it was just really diverse in that area. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's hardwoods, pines, thicket, opening, all in one area. Yeah, so everything. And anyone that knows deer are creatures of edge, so you can find them in areas where you have a lot of different diversity habitat types all in one area. They can kind of you know mingle around. There's plenty of food sources and everything in that area for them to kind of be around along with bedding. So you, you go and you find all that sign the week before you shoot a tree. Which, that's always a great sign. You're like, oh, man, really? <laughs> like, I was, I'm wondering why that deer didn't react the way I thought it did. Freaking smoked a pine tree. Um, you go in there and you find all the sign. Did you find, like, also, you find, like, where you thought, like, a buck was cruising through there, like, kind of checking where those does are coming through? Well, see, that was my first idea because I knew there were does that ran off, and they had been cleared out for maybe five minutes. And I'm sitting there looking through my scope where the only opening I could see where they were because they had kind of been hopping back and forth back there. But I hadn't seen one for a few minutes, and that's when I saw his rat come out straight towards me. So I walked down off in there, and that's where I found everything. Mm. So now, now I gotta ask: you saw his rat? I think it'd be pretty. I, it'd be I pretty easy to notice no, if it was yeah. your deer. It was extremely thick in there. I saw really dark antlers, and he had fairly dark antlers, mm-hmm. but. I'll be honest with you. If I'd seen his rack, I probably would have thrown up after I seen it. I saw, <laughs> shot the pine tree. I would have thrown up on the ground right there. <laughs> so, no, I don't know if that was him at all. I want to say it wasn't. It was a little six point or something. But I'm right there with you. Little, easy, little young easy, easy now. Hey, hey, now don't tell me about a six point. I'll go in there. Hey, and no, I'll kill a six point. You anyway. know we got the six point king over here. Yeah. <laughs> that was a big six point. 
I was just trying to get them out of the herd. There's too many of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was funny when, when he came up behind me and I saw him. I was like, it's a dang six-point. Boom! Oh, man, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. <laughs> uh, that was, dude, that was – because, uh, yeah. <laughs> Great reaction when I call him on the phone 10 seconds after. He's like, he's like oh, no, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. <laughs> I'll, I'll hold off on it. Great story. But, um, oh, so, anyways, Zach, just kind of get back to you, dear. You just – you found the hot sign. You came back in on the next opportunity you had to hunt, and it kind of all played out. What was that buck doing when he was coming through there? I mean, he just come right out of the thick stuff, or was he working the edge of it? What no, was he, doing? he actually, like always, came from the opposite direction of where I was expecting. So all morning, I set up to where I could pretty much only see that thicket, mm-hmm. like that little cut that went off through the swamp and into the thicket. So I'm sitting there pretty much fixated on that all morning, just knowing that's where something's going to come out of. Well, I look up to my right, and he's 80 yards across the field, just plain view right out in the open looking at me. Well... He just kind of walks on down. I'm telling you, like, top oh. of the ridge, fog in the air. It was just, like, instant chills. So oh my gosh. he slips down the ridge, and it was so thick. I, all I could see was, his, like, left side of his antlers coming through there. So I put my scope up in the one opening I knew I had and just looked through it, and he stepped right into it, and I squeezed. Like, Dude. he was moving. It, I couldn't have asked for it to be more perfect other than him, like, standing right there broadside. But. Let me ask you. Did you realize how big he was when you first saw him? No. I knew it was decent because I saw his <laughs> left side. And, I, I mean, I told Sawyer before we walked up, like, I mean, I was shaking, couldn't even speak a sentence. But before we walked down there, I was like, I really don't know if this is like a big frame six or it may be an eight point. I really don't know. And we walked up on it, and I think every one of us jumped out of our boots. Like, it was it was unreal. No, <laughs> I can't even describe that feeling when you don't know what it is and you walk up on something like that. Listen, I'm just going to let you know, if <clears throat> it's good I wasn't there, because if I was there, I would have yelled, and everybody within three miles would have heard where we where you were at. I but did. It, it, did you? He did. did. It took everything I had when I shot not to jump out of that blind and take off running like an Indian. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, he texted me. He texted me at 948. He said, just smoked a giant. And uh, he's, he said, just smoked a giant. I'm shaking so bad, man. Holy <laughs> crap. And I said, holy crap. For real? Where? Uh, and he said, where I shot the pine tree? Yeah, dude. I, and then what'd you say? Oh, I was like, was he with a doe or anything? And you said, nope, just cruising. Only deer I've seen. He's at least an eight. And I was like, cool. He killed a big eight point. And then, and then he calls me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm in the stand. And I'm like, hello. And he's like, Andrew, it's a 14. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were in the woods at the time, to be honest. Oh, but. dude, I didn't care. I'm like, screw these six points in here, man. I want to hear about this giant. He dude. told me he's about to have an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. You, you got to talk about the reaction. So, you go, so, like, when you shot him, how far did he go after you shot? He didn't. He, oh, yeah, beer run, beer run, yeah. yeah. Beer run? Please, let's, let's get four while you're at it. Should we wait yeah. on Yeah. Here, you done with that? Yep. Listen, <clears throat> appreciate it. What was the quote? Um, so when he when he shot when you shot him, he was kind of in some thick stuff. How far did he go? And then like, how long did you wait to before you like ran over to him? All right, so I was like terrain wise, I was probably maybe thirty yards or thirty yards, thirty feet above him, like just across. I don't know mm-hmm. how to explain that really, but so I could see him standing up, and after I shot. He flopped around, like, he kind of, like, bucked in a circle a few times. I saw him fall over and get back up and then fall down the hill. But when he did that, he disappeared. I couldn't see horns. I couldn't see anything. And 
I knew he wasn't there. So, you know, I, I made myself sit there and wait. So I waited 10 minutes, which felt like three hours. Bush. Back to the story. What felt like three hours? Felt like three hours. Then Sawyer <laughs> finally walked up. And all right, so he wanted to run up immediately, but I, I wasn't 100% confident with my shot. Like, I knew I saw him flip around and all that stuff. But so I waited, I think, maybe 18 minutes and finally was like, screw this. Like, I can't wait anymore. So we ran down there, and, I mean, he was there. So. Okay, I got to ask, and, did you shed any tears? Yes. I was but say, I, would, I, I, would, I would have cried. I, I hit it very well. Sawyer <laughs> didn't even know. It was like when he bear hugged me. That's when it really hit me, like, holy shit. I mean, crap, we're out here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Don't matter, you can say it. All, everything we worked for since we were in, like, sophomore year of high school finally paid off. So, I don't know. That, that, to me, means a whole lot more than, yeah, I sat on the green field out there and seen – I mean, even if it was a deer of that caliber, it just wouldn't have the same feeling. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I wish we could go into more de- – especially, like, the spot you killed him in is just, like – it's just so cool to me. You'd never expect it. Dude, I'm telling Not you. Right there. When Andrew showed me the pin, because Andrew, so Andrew like texts me. He's like, dude, Zach shot a giant. I'm like, no shit. Because like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, by that time, I'm back at the truck with my deer. And like, we're like messing around with him after like an hour and a half trying to get him out. And uh, he's like, yeah, he shot a giant. And then like something happened. And then Andrew like calls me or something. He's like, he killed a giant, dude. <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, he's like, I'm sending you the photo right now. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, how big? I'm thinking, I'm thinking high and tight, dude. I'm thinking like the, the traditional kind of high and tight big deer. And uh, I'm like, okay, whatever. And he talked, talked, talked. Well, it took like an hour. Like it, I was over back, almost at Andrew's. I was at Andrew's deer by the time the, the photo went through. And I looked at it while I was at, with Andrew. I was like, oh my God. And it was like all pixelated. It was terrible mm-hmm. photo because just the service was terrible. So it yeah. didn't come, it didn't come over very well. It but, took over, what, over an hour for that f- picture to finally dude, get to you. Dude, you were killed. Yeah, we were on the phone and like, Zach's going crap. I hear Sawyer in the background. It's like, this is the biggest deer I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and Zach's like, we're sending you a picture right now. And then the call just drops and I'm like, okay. And I look at my phone, I'm like, any second now. <laughs> and dude, y- y'all left me hanging for like an hour. I it couldn't killed, help it. It killed me. I was like, come on, I want to see. Oh, man. But like, so, so he. Mine never went through to Mosey. He didn't see it till he walked up no, on No, I, I ran 120 miles an hour to where he was at. <laughs> and I ran over there and looked at it. <laughs> I was like, I ain't waiting on that picture. Screw it. What was your reaction when you walked up to it? I couldn't believe it. I was like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he said, freaking Holy shit. <laughs> and jumped over there. <laughs> oh, man. And just so people know, like, it's what? 163-inch deer? Or yeah, like that's that? what we yeah. rough scored it at. Yeah. I and mean, we're still waiting on an official. But so that's like the gross score. Yeah. And, but that's not counting. That's like a typical score. We that's didn't count typical. any atypical points. So. Oh, my God. Oh really? See, give me yeah. that gross score, man. I'm a gross score kind of guy. Nets, we didn't even d- nets we didn't are even for fish. Nets are for fish, man. <laughs> We're talking about gross score. How many? How many inches he got? Uh, what's that? What's that Buckmaster score? They add everything up, yeah. Except the inside spread, right? No, no they buck- I think they had inside spread. Do they, they not? I don't think so. Huh? Oh well. Wow. We found that out today. Actually, mm-hmm. we were reading about the uh, muzzle loader. Uh, by the, record. by the way, uh, Lucas, he's a he's a scorer for Buckmasters. Yeah. Stay scored. Yeah, is, yeah, he do, is he doing it for y'all? He, uh, y'all? Both of y'all need to get your score, both of them. I mean, I know I need to get it scored, but yeah. Well, I'm saying like whenever you get to it. Like, yeah, well, I mean, when I, get it, when I get my mount back, I'm going to have him score it. Yeah. Because are you supposed to score dry or? 
Yeah, you're during... supposed to go through a dryer. Man, how much? Period. How much they shrink? I don't. I'd like. I'd love to know. Really, I'd like to measure it. Which I'm not even a big score guy. Like I've never scored. Which I haven't killed a huge deer. If I killed a giant deer, I'd probably. Score Andrew be the biggest trophy hunter. I was just curious. But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm curious about it because it's like a deer like that. Like I look at that deer, I'm like, I have no idea what that thing would because mm-hmm. I've never done it. I've never been in this. And some people can look at it and be like, oh, that's a 165. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what people were commenting. Someone mm-hmm. commented, they're like, is this a 160 inch to 170 inch deer? And usually when you have that kind of comment on Facebook, everyone's like, no. But everybody <laughs> that replied was at like, least. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> There's so, no doubt. We'll find out. Yeah. Well, yeah. um. I just know one thing. We get over to your house. We're kind of jumping ahead in stories and everything. I told Andrew, I'm like, well, I don't care what we're doing because we both had two deer in the truck. And I'm like, I don't care what we're doing. We're going to Zach's house. <laughs> I'm like, first thing, first thing, we're going to go look at the deer. Second thing, we're taking a freaking a photo of like all of us out there with the deer. Man, I wish um, I'd have had my deer. I'm, I know no, it. Too. I'm telling well, you. Well, as far as score, uh, you're scored what, almost 150? Yeah, right at or, 150. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Slay us, man. I scored like 65 or something. Yeah. Hey. I'm, I'm over here. With I'd like, shot it. Oh, I'd shoot him again for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Don't think I discriminate now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, again, but when we got back to the truck and I saw how big it was, this was a pixel. I just saw he's wide and tall. looked like a mainframe 10. And I'm like, I don't care what we're doing. We got two bucks in the truck. Oh, we're, yeah. We're driving to Zach's house. We're on the phone. You're like. Is it some weird non-typical? I'm like, dude, he looks like a clean 10. And you're like, no. I'm like, no way, dude. I'm like, no, no, he didn't say clean 10. You said he's like a clean typical. I was like, dude. I'm like, a typical 7 by 7? Holy crap, dude. I'm freaking out. I'm over there like, oh, my God. And the photo came through. I'm like, oh, my God. Dude, I feel like, you know, everybody knows. I get all kinds of excited, dude. It was stupid. Lives at level Me 10. Me too. I'm the same way. Oh, dude. Well, it's like, again, just – when Andrew get, gave me the call and finally saw the photo, I was like, oh, I'm like, we got to leave. Like, just drag these deer, throw them in the truck, let's go. Like, make sure you check the deer and let's go. <laughs> oh, dude, that was awesome. But, yeah, dude, I mean, Muzzy, if you would have had your freaking deer too, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that would have been great. Listen, we would put not, y'all would have both put I mean, Andrew's deer to shame. Oh, yeah. Which is all good. Huh? It ain't about the right. Oh, dude. So, I mean, it's extremely nice. But. Well, no, but my thing is, it what the one thing guys are like, oh, it's not about score. That's fine. My thing is, it shows what's possible around the piece yeah. of public that we're hunting. That's what I look at. I'm like, that's what's possible. That's what keeps and you never know. Keeps me going. Yeah. You never know. I well, mean, I like seeing people kill big bucks mm-hmm. out there and sharing it because it gives us all hope. I mean, yeah, yeah I agree with that 100. Mm-hmm. percent Well, it's like um, you know another another thing just with the with the deer, just seeing and like the biologists, they love seeing that kind of deer because they're like oh, the work they're putting in out yeah. there is showing that it's actually working. And I'm like, that's awesome dude oh, i mean yeah, exactly. when, when you're in alabama and you can like grow i'm not gonna say grow because it ain't high managed piece of anything but it's a it's a managed piece of public a roughly managed piece of public i wish they'd burn some that would be awesome yeah but um just to kind of see like what's capable of coming out there now yeah. not all deer are gonna look like that you know mm-hmm. you, you should you should a five and a half six and a half year old deer he might be 90 inches eight point but again just seeing what could be out there genetically and then also just kind of that also shows how good the food sources are too yeah you know, to be able to kind of grow that kind of, you know, that kind of rack. Um, we were talking about that What the other day. It seems like every every one we've, or every decent one we've come across seems to be the same kind of terrain layout and yeah. same soil yeah. type. Yep. Same kind of plants, a bunch of green briar. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Well, and again, we talked about them on the show, just about when we were running cameras this summer, there are certain habitat terrain features that you could run cameras on and you could pick up some big deer. And... No matter kind of what we've kind of found out in a general area, 
if you put cameras in a certain area that looked the same as another area, you would find a big, you would find a mature buck. You know, a mature buck might be 90 inches. He might be 140 inches, but you're going to see a deer there. And it's something about those terrain types that's holding mm-hmm. those big bucks in that habitat that allows those deer, especially in the summertime, you know, kind of get to, to their potential. But I'll tell you one thing. We didn't have a deer as big as yours, Zach, on camera. Because if we did, listen, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I could have, like, slept that night knowing that there's something like that walking around. <laughs> there, but. Uh, you remember the, the other deer I got on the Helena side? Oh. oh. Sorry. Flag that part. There, listen, we're just taking notes. Just taking the, notes. Uh, the side over there, that's not where we hunt. <laughs> I don't know. It could be. Oh, where do you hunt? You ask a lot of questions, man. Why are you getting so directive? <laughs> Listen, you, this is a podcast. We'll talk about that on the, after we get off the show. Oh, man. No, I hunt all over, man. Listen, I, I drive three and a half hours. Dude, I, I drive five. I drive, I drive seven hours up to Tennessee <clears throat> just to go hunt for one day, which is crazy. But is you remember that big buck I got on camera mm-hmm. at night, that one time, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. all of high school, you know, I, I kept getting pictures in those same type of areas, mm-hmm. you know, hardwood fingers, ridges, bottoms, shit like that. Mm-hmm. And... I thought it was working because I was getting pictures, but every time I went in there, I didn't see him. So I feel like that stunted me for at least three or four years out there because I was chasing that. I was chasing my pictures. When I put my cameras away and just started going in there trying to find fresh sign and hunt what was there right in front of me mm-hmm. is when I really started seeing deer. It, it don't have anything to do with the cameras because, I mean, every picture I got was at night or at some odd time. And I just couldn't figure out where they were traveling from to get there in front of the camera. That's what I started focusing on. That is so. the best tidbit so far this episode. Yep. That's Excellent. Nice. Now, but, I mean, that's exactly like Travis, who we just had on the, pod, the podcast. <clears throat> he said the same thing. Well, his his biggest thing, he'd just get distracted with big deer, and it would, like, consume him. Where I think anybody, it's hard not to do that. You, you have 100, yeah. 140, 150, 160-inch deer on you camera. You know he's there. You're like, you know, kind of like Michael. He's all over this one deer, but it's God, like it's man. taking up. Every, I mean, this yeah, every waking moment. A lot of time. I don't know. I mean, maybe, he is all over listen. this Joker, man. He's like, man, Michael. I, Michael's I style. He's like, I think I just put a camera out. I think uh, I should get him on camera. And then like yeah. this morning, he texts a picture of him. I'm like, dang, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He texts. He's, he's like, I think I found his bed. And he takes us a photo this morning. He's like, got him. Yeah. <laughs> got, got a photo of him. I actually got the deer on the ground though. I know where he was at this morning. Yeah, they passed yeah. the truck. Oh shoot, Mike, you We're hear that? <laughs> but um, I saw you at Sneaky Pete. The big buck killers <laughs> waved at you. Couldn't even wave back. Oh man, oh, dude, he's yeah, keeps himself. But um, again, the, this is the cool thing I see is just like what genetically is possible in this area from both of y'all's deer. I mean, both dude, both of y'all's deer. Shoot, listen, I, I don't care what state you are in the United States, even Iowa, dude. You draw take. Five years to draw a tag in Iowa. One of y'all's two bucks walks by. Ninety-five percent of people, non-residents, are shooting that freaking deer. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. I'd say hundred percent. I told Zach if I killed his buck, I'd burn all my hunting gear. <laughs> like, I'm starting fresh, baby. I'm starting fresh. People, people keep saying that, and I don't like hearing that. Like, <laughs> I can do better one day. Yeah, <laughs> don't yeah. tell me it's time to hang it up. No, no, I doubt it. Might as well hang it up. Listen, listen, Zach. Hey. Zach, I'm gonna give you some I'm words of encouragement. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew was saying, he's like, man, that's a buck of a lifetime. That's a once-in-a-lifetime deer. I'm like, no, you're going to do it again. Exactly. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Listen, oh. 
It's getting 180 next weekend. Hey, well, that's well, what I'm talking about. I didn't mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean like this season. I'm talking like in the future. Come on now. Oh. You're like 40 no. or 50. <laughs> <laughs> it's a couple decades down the road. Come on Buck now. Buck up a half lifetime. <laughs> you get two of them now. No, but I mean, for real though, if, if you put in the work and like, that's one thing we talked about in this last episode. It's kind of funny. We talked a lot of stuff with Travis that literally like played out the next day when we all three shot deer. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. one thing that I told I told Travis was like, there's guys out there that kill big deer, or you know maybe kill a big deer, but they don't learn anything from it. They're like, oh, I lucked into this deer, but they didn't learn anything from the experience. Like what had happened? Why was that deer there? It, How can they use that into their advantage next year? They just kill a big deer. Like oh, awesome. They don't think about it. Now from that experience, from what you had done, and from you know the experience of you killing you know 160 plus inch buck on Alabama public land, what do you, what's the takeaway you could use now kind of going forward to the rest of this season, but also years to come? Well, like today, we, we hunted till about what, two o'clock today, one o'clock. Yeah. About one thirty. And we went to the house, pulled up the maps and I pulled up that spot first, went back to 1997 and kind of went through and just saw how that terrain changed right there mm-hmm. and tried to find those terrain features in other areas and kind of maybe, copy and paste it mm-hmm. something like that but just try to find i, I mean I, I don't know why he was there why he wanted to be that was an odd area it was let's look at this <clears throat> and again without giving too much detail big picture you zoom out quarter mile half mile from there yeah what do you have there you have a lot of diversity oh yeah like yes. a, like a lot of diversity a lot. so the, the, the reason why i ask that question is that buck is in an area where there's other does probably one reason is because the high diversity Food source, different food sources types there. Also, main travel corridors, like yeah. large main travel corridors. You look at kind of big picture, where can you find those large travel corridors along with that super, super high diversity across the landscape? And that's the kind of big picture. Don't look at the little picture that's, yeah. you know, three, 400 yards, quarter mile, half mile from that area. Because that buck's not the same. Look at a landscape scale. Yeah. And it's like, how can you apply what's in that one spot there to a spot two miles down the road? Find I'm a spot that's got everything they need just like the spot on or from the buck sunday yep. i mean he's got everything he needs within 75 yards yeah i mean there's food water cover i mean well not just that those. but you're thinking this is also during the rut so the, the those are there also there's a train feature which i'm not going to mention on the show which is a train feature there that he can run up and down and cover a lot of ground oh yeah absolutely. and check a lot of different doe groups that's another big factor i think with one reason why there's probably a big mature buck there. Also, just because of the habitat, how rough the habitat is, like terrain and everything. There's a lot of things going on in that picture that you can, if you look at it, because I'm already thinking of other spots that are similar to that and other parts of the pizza public, that has the, the ruggedness, the diversity, but also has terrain features in there that I buck during the rut. Now, this is not, now, post-rut, he might not, you know, that buck yeah. might not have been in there. But during the rut, that that buck can cruise and check a ton of different doe groups along with any other bucks in the area. That's still convenient for him. Exactly. Yeah. But he can stay in the cover. And that place has that. Yeah. And after looking at the map, I'm like, that's And that's that's, it. that's really what happened Sunday. Honestly, we Sunday we woke up and we drove to the other side of the management area. We got there and there was a guy that beat us in there at like 3.40 in the morning. I was like, all right, cool. He deserves it. Oh, is that what Sawyer was talking about? Yeah. He was so pissed. He was. He was mad because that's, that's Sawyer's spot down there. So, well, I was like, you know, I was like, it's. I know the rut's getting geared up. Let's just, let's hunt those per se. It's a buck only hunt, but if we can find them, you know, like everybody says, you can find the bucks. Mm-hmm. 
And I knew that was like an A1 spot for does because you see them everywhere in there. Literally everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy. But that's that's really what drug us in there was we were thinking more, you know, if we only had sex one time a year, what would be on our mind right now? <laughs> Man. Yeah, it worked. Well, well, so <laughs> we going to the strip club today. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And exactly, you're 100 percent right because again, the way you went in, <clears throat> which again, it, it's an overlooked spot. The way I look at it, because I'm like, I, I would not have gone there. But now you look at big picture, you're like, it makes so much sense. Yeah. It really does. And again, trying to map that out throughout the different kind of habitat types, throughout the different pieces of public, but not only there, but just like if you looked at other pieces of public land, <clears throat> look at places that have super high diversity, ruggedness, because guys don't want to hunt places where it's super rugged, but also some kind of terrain feature talking rut here that the bucks are going to want to cruise down and again there's a, a, a major corridor and again that place has it which is awesome any let me ask zach do you have anything else about that deer that about that whole experience you want to you know share or talk about before we kind of transition the only thing i can really say about that deer is don't always think too hard about it because it really it really was unsuspecting. Like, I, I put in a bunch of work as far as pushing in, figuring out all the signs, stuff like that. But when I finally went in there, it was a real subtle approach. I went in, and, I mean, I just waited. I, I wanted – I was there more to figure them out, really, than to hunt. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I, I knew that was a good area. I knew there was a good buck in there. But I wasn't prepared for it, and it, and it just happened to work out the second time I hunted, really. I'll be so. honest. When Andrew showed me the pin of like where you were at, <clears throat> I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, I wouldn't, I would have kept walking. Like I would have kept walking. That's what I did when I, I had it. Yeah, no. four or five times, just walked right on past. Yeah, it. yeah. Well, that's the thing. But that's why it's an overlooked spot because again, 100 percent, even to this day, if you had not killed that deer, even if you would have saw it, I'm like, I'm not hunting that. Yeah. It just both for archery or even with a rifle, you're like, dude, it just. But looking at it at the map, like I looked at it for a week straight, and I was like, I do not know where to set up here. Like, yeah, there's no good way. The way the wind is, it doesn't matter. Like, what does the wind do down there? Was it? I mean, does it? Sp- it was pretty constant, really. Okay. I mean, it was dead in my face that morning. It was a really good wind, but I will say, when the wind stopped, my thermals were terrible. I mean, it was pushing straight across towards where the buck was. Mm-hmm. But I mean, every every little gust brought it straight back. I mean, so it worked out. Now, but now I got to ask you this, because <clears throat> I think people. I don't know. Some people may be interested. I, I know I'm interested. After talking to guys on the show um, who've killed, you know, big deer and kind of the um, the um, negative feedback that could come from killing a real big deer. Have you had any negative feedback? Absolutely. Ah. <laughs> yeah. You get guys like, oh, man, you shot with a spotlight. You could shot it over corn. What's the other one? I haven't got any people, like, accusing me of illegally killing it. Oh, okay. Well, that's- it's, it's just more of the feedback of, we hunt out there. Why would you share this? It's oh yeah, that. Kind why of would you not? Oh. You just killed a hundred and sixty-five inch deer on on a management area. It's yeah. not to brag about it. It's it's to show this is possible. Yeah, and the, see, the state loves it because they've been pushing. Yeah. Alabama's been pushing. Yeah. Like the state's been pushing the public land opportunities for a long time. I think we need to try get. I'm telling you, we need to try get Chuck Sykes on the next couple of weeks and do an episode about how to plan an out-of-state hunt to Alabama for, yeah. like, a J- January rut hunt. Because, I mean, there's so many people that I know right now on social media, you know, friends in the Midwest and Northeast, their season ends, like, it's already over or it ends within a couple of weeks. I'm like, I can't imagine that. No. It's just now getting good, dude, down here. Dude, I was thinking <clears throat> about it. Like, so I've killed two bucks out here, like, this year. I got one buck tag left. I was like, 
I could go back out there on Saturday and try to like, cause the rut, I mean, it's still going, yeah, you yeah. know, it's still, I'm like, I could do that or I could like take it easy and wait two weeks and then an hour down the road, it's going to crank up again yep. to like around like after Christmas. I'm like, I can take two weeks off and start. Dude, start fresh again. Dude, where we're going this weekend? What are you talking about, man? Th- this was Listen, you can hunt that, the rut almost all season in Alabama. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's on public. Yep. Unless you own a bunch of private all over the state. Yeah, that's not – yeah, good luck on that. <laughs> no, but, like, where we're hunting this weekend, dude, it ought to be from what Wes is talking about. We're yeah. hunting with uh, Wes Moe, um, who we've had on podcasts a bunch of times, doing a wolf pack tactic on, on a space of uh, our piece of public land. He's got some history with. And, dude, I'm beyond excited. He's like, dude, there's a ton of does in here. He's like, man, there's hogs, there's does, there's going to be some big bucks. He's like, every spot that we're going, I think there's going to be 10 of us hunting within like about a, a mile and a half of each other, cool. all around like this train feature. And uh, there's a real thick area. And uh, Sick invite, by the way. Well, hey, listen. <laughs> if my brother can't go, dude, you're, you're coming. You can come. I'll let you. Have my invite. Just kidding. No, listen. <laughs> well, the, the problem. Pro- squirming now. No, no, no. Listen, the problem is because what Wes says, we have to have 10 guys. So if we have one guy back out, he's got to bring somebody else in. He said, if we have less than 10 guys, it's not going to work. So his that's whole tactic, any, anyone that's listening to any of Wes's episodes, it's all about, you know, setting up around like a thicket. Everybody gets set up around it. And like the cool thing is, with this area is so big, like we're not going to be on top of each other. Everyone's going to be three, four, five hundred yards from each other. But we're all hunting exit routes, and he's got all the trees pinned out. Every tree that everybody's going to has had rack bucks kill that over the last twenty-five years. So that's the cool thing. Okay, that's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah, legit. That's, that's wild. So that's no joke, man. So that's one thing that we're going to try out. And the thing is, when we go down there and do that, because I, I want to learn from them. I want to look at the maps. I want to figure out how they do this, and I want to try to see if we can apply it like to our own local piece of public. Especially post rut. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I've never hunted like this. I mean, I've done man drives and stuff like that. But. Yeah. This is like a <clears throat> like a man drive on a larger scale, somewhat. But, um, yeah. Well, well, I don't know. I, 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 I didn't know where I was going with that. <laughs> no. Nobody's driving really. No. Yeah. It's, a, well, it's is, all about is, wind. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, bud. It's all about wind, and it's like. I mean, we all know we got like shifty winds down here. No matter which way the wind shifts, so he uses the wind to bump deer, basically. Exactly. So, so at, they're surrounded by scent. It's a wind bump. So okay. at at some point, as he says, at some point, the buck after he's had enough wind from at least one person, he's gonna try to slip out the back way. And what he said is, over doing this for thirty five years, they're really almost forty years, that at certain points the buck may actually come up when he might actually go into the, the scent stream to try to get away from other people, especially if there's other people hunting around us mm-hmm. that we, that's not kind of part of our party. Um, and even guys that are sitting on the upwind side, a lot of those guys kill some of the older bucks because they try to slip upwind and, um, you know, try to get to like that habitat edge before they kind of like bust out the side of it. And a lot of times that's when you get your shots. But, um, Again, he's like, dude, there's a bunch of hogs. You know, there's going to be a ton of does in the area. And he's, it's I mean, a gun weekend, isn't it? Yeah. Is it a doe weekend? What are you shooting a doe? If, if you shoot a doe. Hey, I ain't killed a doe yet this year, man. You don't need Freezer to shoot a doe. Queen. Listen, bud. Freezer queen. I don't discriminate. <laughs> Whoever said you don't need to shoot a doe has never had deer jerky. <laughs> I'm just saying on, on this trip. So Yeah, on this trip. I'm, this trip, this trip's know. a buck trip, my man. You kill, okay. you, you kill your doe behind the house right here. <laughs> All right, we yeah, got, I can, we, dude. I got 80 acres back there I can hunt. Yeah. Yeah, boy. We're we out there with the old. I'll be here in the morning, <laughs> dude. Out there with the old seven mag, baby, and no. I can gun hunt it. 
I just have to hide the gun walking in. <laughs> oh, that's getting a little sketchy. Put it in the sock. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. It's legal. I'm totally legal, but, you know, neighbors. I don't know my neighbors that well yet. What better way to introduce yourself? <laughs> well, like, honey, the neighbor's walking into the woods behind the house with a rifle. <laughs> Should we be concerned? No. Yeah. No, just wearing camouflage. Um, but, yeah, oh, man, the, the next, the, the main guest is back. <laughs> oh, we do another beer run? Without a beer. Without a beer, man. Not not very considerate. I'll go get a beer. Andrew's on a beer run again for us. Um, yep. Okay, awesome. I all gotta right. get rid of one here in a minute. Yeah, I didn't dude. realize I dropped my phone. Oh, it's all yeah, it's all good, dude. Just making a bunch of noise. <laughs> we gotta hear some of Muzzy's tactics. Uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get there. Hold on, we're gonna get there. A, listen, one thing about Muzzy, I've been impressed with you. You've been killing some good deer for like, I've known consistent. I've, I've known about you for at least three years, and you've been killing good deer every freaking year, dude. So we're gonna talk about it in a second. We're gonna wait till that's what it's really luck. about. Luck. Hey, look, listen, I'll take luck every day. Man. That's exactly hey, right. Listen, I mean, dude. <laughs> Luck every single day. The thing is, though, if you get luck, you got to figure out okay, what caused what it? caused it. How can you again replicate that year after year, or at least attempt to? That's the biggest thing. Again, talking to Travis, dude, I learned so much from that guy. Just traditional archery hunter, hunting off the ground, dude, killing big deer, public land, off the ground, even private land too, um, hunting that thick, this real thick stuff. Um, but Muzzy, I guess to kind of kick us off, you've had a lot of experience hunting this piece of luck, this piece of public. Man, is that your phone? Is that the TV? Oh, I don't know what that is. Anyway, some yeah, someone's got some, someone's got a video going, but um, oh, that was me. It was <laughs> Hank Williams singing "Oh, Deed in Denver." Well, there you go, beautiful man. <laughs> Sorry about that. Set the mood. No, but okay. So, again, Moses, I've known about you for at least three years, and every year, dude, you're killing. I call, I would call good deer. I do like good bucks, like great quality bucks. Let me ask. What was your upbringing like when it came to deer hunting? I mean, did you have like a dad take you hunting? Did you just hunt on your own? Like, how, uh, how, what did you learn, and how did you kind of learn, kind of growing up? Well, my brother, he's uh, about nine years older than me. He he took me. We had a little piece of private down in Chilton County, and uh, about ninety acres, and uh, that's where I started out. But uh, it was it was it it backed up to the the backside of a, a big club that I know there was at least 45 or 50 people in. And, um, I mean, it got pressured like crazy. And those deer would just funnel into that little 90-acre piece of private. And we killed at least seven, eight deer a year on that little 90-acre parcel right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just like they would just come in. I mean, does and little small bucks every year. That's kind of where I got my start. So you kind of grew up hunting like almost like exit exit trails, exit corridors and stuff, yep. and that's kind of yep. what that property laid out is all that pressure on that club push all those deer out there. So you learned it from a from a young age that I guess probably you might not even realize it, but how much hunting pressure played a value in that's pushing exactly deer right. and deer movement. Yep, yep. I mean that's you're basically spot on right there. So when you started hunting public land, how did that transition to pressure on public land, especially on like some of the firearm hunts? You know, bow hunts a little bit different, but you know during firearm. Well, I, I just paid attention where everybody was parked. I mean, if I see trucks parked at a certain gate every time, I ain't going to that gate. I'm going to go to the backside of where they're hunting. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to find a, a way to get around. You know, I, I can tell when somebody's going to set up. If they're parked at, this, at a certain gate, I can look down there and be like, okay, they're going to hunt this certain little area right here. I'm going to come around the backside. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe something like that. I don't know. Just That's just my way of thinking. 
Now, how has that played out for you? Especially on talking like these firearm hunts over the last five, six, seven years for you. Uh, well, I've killed three deer big enough to put on the wall and countless does. I mean, I don't know. Now, again, is that more so because of, you know, some of those deer that you've killed – do you think that those hunters in that area have like bumped those deer or like where you're actually hunting an exit route for them? Or is it just more about you being in the right spot and those deer kind of pressured to where you're at? Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of pressured. That's what I'd say. I mean, I get in like before this year, I mean, I've been kind of lazy this year. I'd, I'd get in there super, super early. And I, there's been a couple occasions I could see like the truck pull up to the gate. And he'd walk off down the hill, and he'd bump the deer right to me. I mean, literally, that's how it happened. <laughs> Coming in from the back door. Yep, yep. So so let's talk a little bit about this deer. Um, so this deer that you killed this year is a freaking slammer. Again, okay, so just to give people an idea, he's a mainframe 10-point that just broke off a – Mainframe 9. Mainframe 9. Broke off a brow time. Broke off a brow time. Okay, gosh, and he's got a big kicker coming off one of his bases. Mm-hmm. How long? How long was his main beams again? Twenty-seven and twenty-five. <laughs> Freaking redonkulous. boxy too. I mean, it's dude, like oh, yeah. they came out and went dude, straight like a, forward. It's like a longhorn, dude. He's, Could you like, imagine that thing sparring another buck? Dude, he would. It oh, would jack up fair. every deer it'd fight, dude. I'm sure <laughs> so he'd, he'd jack be up. at a disadvantage with a spike. He's like too wide to fight a spike. Yeah. A spike would come in there and just nail him right in the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <they> should have <laughs> named him Combine. oh man um that's you know that's a good point you know some of the deer i've seen out there or just seen around like those high and tight bucks are some of the only deer i see that aren't broken up they're not as bad yeah yeah and i'm just wondering if they just get in the middle of some of these water bucks and just just jack them up dude and this this water bucks just don't get a chance um but anyways, so you killed a freaking slammer, dude. I, again, I think I'll put a tape on him. You think he, he rough scored? 143, 145, something yeah. like that. So what, dude, freaking. Okay. Big, big typical, dude. He's, a, he's, a, he's a slammer, yeah. Nothing non-typical really on him, dude. Just a freaking big typical wide frame, long main beams. I mean, the photo you took of him laying on the ground, and you see, like, his main beam coming out, like, past his nose. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. This <laughs> <laughs> oh. ridiculous. Um. All right, so let's walk kind of through this whole experience. The area that you shot him in, did you have a bunch of history kind of like with that area, or were you just trying to dive off into that stuff? That's exactly what I was doing. I just I walked off in there. I knew it looked good. I was like, I'm just going to – actually, I pulled up to the spot I'd been hunting since opening day of bow season. And um, there was three trucks parked there. <laughs> so I, I pulled up on X – is it okay if I say that? Yeah. Well, you know, that's fine. We ain't sponsored, dude. Uh, I, I pulled on X up, and I'm like, I just want to go check a new spot out. Mm-hmm. Well, I see this little corner. I'm like, I, I guarantee you there's nobody. Nobody's been in there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I was wrong because you already knew where the deer was. And <laughs> well, no, after the, no, that was after the fact. So like, Jacob had never been in there. I'd been oh. in there once. Man. So we're gonna, I, I we're, we're gonna talk on about his deer, man. Yeah, I, I put Jacob on. A- Andrew's a professional guy. We'll talk about it in just a second. But like, just, I'll, I'll let you go about it because like that whole story is just kind of crazy. But yeah, I just I I kind of I'd seen the area and I was like, I, let's go check it out. Well, I slipped off in there. It was raining, windy. It was a nasty day. You killed him. Yeah, it yeah, was it nasty. Was. Yeah, and uh, so I slip off the the hill to you know off the right of the, the road and. Uh, it's pretty open down in the bottom 
and up the the hillside on the other side so i sit there on the hillside for probably 20 minutes just watching the opposite hillside mm-hmm. nothing's moving through there and i walk on down a little ways and i see a rub and when i see that rub i look past it there's another rub down there in the bottom walk past them there's scrapes all up the wood line right there so i'm just following him mm-hmm. basically i mean I, I feel like it's super fresh so uh Walk up the opposite well, hillside. Let me, let me ask you, just interrupt, because it was rain, because I remember, I was at work that day, mm-hmm. and, like, I remember, like, when you posted about that deer later that night, or, like, later that afternoon or whatever, I was like, that day was crappy, because so I was talking to Michael Pike, because he was hunting out there, yeah. and I was like, man, when that weather breaks around, like, 9, 10 o'clock, dude, it ought to be freaking money. That's what I was and saying, that's like, too. And that's close to when you killed. The thing was, he was still better down. I mean, it was rain, it was still nasty yeah. at 9 o'clock, well, so I... Well, I'm sorry to interrupt again, but you said you found some scrapes. Were the scrapes worked from that morning, you thought? Yes. Okay, yes. cool. Oh, yes. That's what I wanted I to ask. That. Yes, they were like super, super fresh. Awesome. Okay, cool. So you literally were following them in there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so sweet. And um, so I ease on up the hill a little bit. And I mean, there's rubs and scrapes here and there. And I'm just like, golly, it's super fresh. And uh, I get up to the top of the hill. And uh, the the spot I walked up, there was like a, a little dip off the left side. It was like a drainage on the left side. So I was going to walk on up the hill and go around the drainage. Well, when I get up to the top of the hill, I stood up on a stump, and I'm like looking over and look to my right, and there's his horns. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> this deer's like 10 yards away from me. So oh. I turn, I turn, and I pull my gun up, <clears throat> and – uh. He's not moving. He obviously don't even know I'm there. He's like bedded. He's bedded right there. So, I mean, yeah, Andrew I, didn't hear the story because he told. Us, I don't know the story, dude. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. It. Okay, keep going. So, <laughs> I pull my gun up on him, and he's just laying there bedded. The wind's like at his back, but I'm coming up like kind of from his side, and um, I'm like, how am I gonna get this deer to stand up and not like bolt? So I pull my gun up. And I'm like shaking like a leaf. So it's, I brought I brought my gut car. Gut car. So it's like a. <laughs> <laughs> it's like shaking. <laughs> he heard that. He's like, what? <laughs> Luckily, I already had my gun up. And when he jumps up, take off running. <laughs> he don't know what, what check, the heck is he going check on. Up or anything. <laughs> he bolted. He took off. Well, I shot him on the run and. Luckily, I mean, you hardly hear about somebody hitting hitting one on the run. I just got lucky, honestly. I got lucky and hit him perfect, and he folded up and slid down the hill. I walked up on him. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I I honestly couldn't believe I hit him, and that was it. I mean, I just walked into a new area and <laughs> jumped him. Did, I mean, that's it. Hey, the Alabama shuffle, man, just a little little rabbit, little yeah, uh, rabbit hunting, a little like a swamp rabbit. Old redneck deer drives what it was. Yeah, man. Look, that's a southern bump and dump. Man, I southern just pictured that buck's laying there in his bed. He's like, all right, I'm set up. <laughs> I got the wind at my back. I'm watching down this hill. And then <laughs> right behind him, he just hears, <laughs> No, it was more like a, <laughs> Would you want to fight a deer like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That deer, oh, that deer was missing some chromosomes. Man, dude, I didn't know you walked up on him bedded. That yes, is crazy. I did. Was he bedded up against anything? No, it was just like some sage, like uh, just all that clear-cut grass. Yeah. I don't know what you call it. 
Yeah, the, the tall broom sage. Dude, that, and that stuff, broom sage. And that stuff in there is, I don't know how tall it was where he's at, dude. Like, it was like, it was a good five or six feet yeah. high. And like, so, how did you, when you saw him? Did you just like see him through it, or was I like, just seen his horns? I mean, literally, oh that's gosh. all I seen was his horns. I pulled my gun up and I'm like trying to find a any kind of body feature, and I couldn't see it. So I'm like, I got to get this deer to stand up somehow, and that didn't work when I hit the ground. <laughs> he's like, I don't know what that was, but I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! Next man. thing he knows, he's got a got a 30 caliber bullet sliding through his ribs. Yep, yep. Oh my gosh! Oh, dude. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and I'm sure, dude, because he said he shot him, he, like, slid down the hill and everything. Yeah. So, like, when you walked up to him, just like, I mean, did, did you realize how big he was? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> when I see his horns in the clear cut, I'm like, I couldn't even breathe. <laughs> you called me when I was on the way to go bid a job. That's probably the fastest job I've ever looked at. Like, I got there, looked at that, and, I mean, I hit the road and was yep. gone. Yep, yep. Dustin was like, where are we going? I said, we're going to <laughs> oh, I got it. I got it. You're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> I mean, how many you had, bro? <laughs> I can cut that. Hey. I can cut that. <laughs> you I'm going to go ahead it. and just, It'll be, you, you just burned just, all of our spots. <laughs> take, take that mic off like for the past three minutes and we'll be good. <laughs> I'm going to bleep it. It's going to be hilarious. Let's do it. Don't forget about that. <laughs> it's going to be a long bleep. Oh, yeah. Bleep. Yeah. And then we're like, <laughs> Silence. I wish we had a picture as X face. <laughs> I gotta get used to this. Uh, oh oh man, dude. <laughs> okay, so, so hold on. You, you get up to this deer. I mean, you saw how big he was, but you get up to the deer. How big was his body? I mean, was he pretty good size? He was. He was. I'm saying he was a little bigger than Zach's. Mm-hmm. He was uh, probably 180, 185 pounds. He did have a yeah. big body. And um, but I mean his his neck was. I think Zach's deer's neck was a lot more swollen than mine, but his body was just a little bit bigger. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, just uh, looking at that deer, actually, it reminds me a little bit of my Tennessee buck. I, I never put a tape on his uh, his main beams that was in velvet, but he's super long, just like it's got that same kind of frame. It's like real boxy frame. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I'm, dude, your deer hard horn. I'm like, that deer's a freaking stud. Like, oh, yeah. like the cool thing about like, Zach, your <clears> buck, <throat> he's 22 inches wide, which what, how wide was your buck? 18. Was, Really? Was, I could take my wild. deer's horns and set them inside. Holy yes. crap. <laughs> Jeez, man. Literally. But, I mean, if, if, talking like forward-wise with main beams, right, mine right. wasn't very far forward at all. Yeah, but yours curled around. That's the cool thing about yeah. your frame. Again, if anyone saw like your deer, if I did not know where in the world it got killed, I'm like, that's got killed in eastern Arkansas. Yeah, oh, yeah. I would agree. Oh, yeah. Our so Arkansas guys definitely. are like yelling at their they're like, shut, shut up. up. <laughs> <laughs> and I was talking to him about that today. It's like, it's just not the typical buck for around here. No, they're it, all dude, high and really tight. Not. Well, they're high and tight, or I've seen a couple kind of like Muzzy, but I've never seen one that, that long yeah. main beams, but that, yeah. that wider frame. Like one we had on camera that was not as big as yours, but wide, with that wide frame that was yeah. his name killed, yeah. uh, which we'll keep unnamed. Um, yeah, I've never seen one like as long as main beams as yours, Muzzy, and then I've never seen one that looked anything like. Well, there was one. I'm not gonna say the guy's name, but there's one guy. We'll talk. I'll, I'll find a photo real quick. Young guy. But, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we know. We talked about him when we oh, got together. Yeah. To, uh, hey, listen. Yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. hey, 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 hey. Anyways, yeah, him and his dad are killers, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but his deer is similar, but your deer freaking eat his deer's lunch. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's I like, wish I knew who you were talking the about. The young guy actually <laughs> killed, <laughs> killed another stud this year. Uh, that's what I heard. I haven't seen photos, but I heard he killed another good one. Mainframe 8. 
God, solid deer. Here, I'll, I'll pull up a photo well, for you. Well, I mean, really, Zach, you're right. I mean, that rack is so, like, rare for around here. I mean, you never kill deer. Yeah. Mr. Benny just... has a wall full of deer that he's killed around here, like nice bucks, and all of them are like that high and tight, mm-hmm. tight. Just Barely that... outside the ears almost, but still yeah. tall. And I they mean... all have dinky little brow tines. Oh, yeah. Like, this area is not good for brow tines. Like, they... They usually don't have really good brow tines around here. So look at that deer, yep. and, then, and then look at think of like what uh what Zach's deer looked like. Well, that's a that's a really good deer. I remember when he killed that one last year. I was like, man, that's a good one. That's textbook for around here though. Like his, yeah, like a big deer. Like yeah. big. Yeah. There was a guy when I first started hunting out here. Um, big, real big, real big dude. He killed this freaking. It looks just like that deer. Um, but again, like your deer's just taller, wider, just just ridiculous. Oh my god. But anyway. Man, what are you doing? You can just pop it. It's all good. People are going to hear the oh, cans yeah. popping. I wanted yeah. to make it sound distant. All right. All right. Hold on. <laughs> Muzzy, y'all, y'all talk about Muzzy real quick. I'm going to run to Russia. Y'all keep talking. I'm going to come back and talk one. about my Don't deer. fall in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So uh, There's not much left to say. I mean, I got lucky on him. <laughs> well, honestly I'll ask you don't like tell a, folks that you've been hunting him hard for six oh, years yeah. man yeah I had yeah, him on had camera. camera you've been hunting him, him since camera. he was a spotted fawn you got you got a shed from the last four years I do yep sure do <laughs> somewhere <laughs> oh, you got the sheds in the shed there you go yep yeah man well I'll ask you an overly technical question about it the way that he was going in you said he's bedded with the wind in his back right mm-hmm. if he was the one making those fresh scrapes that you were following was he walking into the wind um, so I was walking up the hill with the wind at my side, like my left side. Crosswind. Yeah. And the scrapes and rubs were straight up the hill, like literally straight up the hill. And when I got to the top, he was to the right. He was off the right side of the the main uh, knoll, I guess you'd say. Yeah. So he yeah he had the wind at his back, so it was like he 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 came up the hill making rubs and scrapes and got up to the top bedded down. Yeah, you know I mean a lot of people will be like oh they they come and the J hook up into him or something like that. Did it seem like he he might have like no I mean like he was J-hook. literally like right there. When so he you literally get, topped up over and laid down. Yep, topped the hill and laid down right there. Yeah. I mean the the rub, you could tell I could smell him. Walking up the hill, literally. And same way with the the last buck I killed, uh, the first deer I've actually got on the wall. I could smell him for a hundred yards, and you had a camera in there actually this this year. Me and Zach. Oh yeah. Was it? Uh, Was it this year we walked up and found his camera laying on the ground? Yeah. Well, actually, I was going. (laughs) You remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Zach sent me a picture of my camera. He's like, "Is this yours?" (laughs) Yeah. I was like, where was I? It was like at the parking spot. Appreciate it. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm glad you found that. There was no SD card, I don't think. That's no. where I killed that first card? that first big eight I killed. Yeah. And I, I got lucky on him. I actually took my little cousin uh, that day and his friend. And uh, we got there and I asked him, I was like, which side do you want to go off of? And he was like, uh, we'll go this way. I was like, all right. They didn't know I seen a big old rub right off the side <laughs> of the hill right there. I was like, oh, that's fine with me. Y'all go that way. I'm going this way. And uh, so I get in there about three, probably three o'clock. And uh, they're kind of slipping through, and they bump him over the hill. He's in that, you know, right there 
when you go down that ridge, you know what ridge I'm talking oh, about. Oh yeah, I know. Okay, when you go down that ridge, there's like that 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 patch of green. What is that stuff in there? Not privet. It's uh, uh it's like real thick mountain laurel type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, they had went off that side and bumped him out of that. He was bedding in there. It had to be. Bumped him off of that, and he come over the hill, and I shot him. Oh man! I mean, that area. I'll tell you what. Did you see the video of that like big seven I had in there on that camera? It's the camera y'all found when I pulled the camera out. It fell out of my truck, and that's when y'all found it. Mm-hmm. I had like a big seven point on camera in 2018 in there. He found that deer dead uh, as a crow flies a mile south of there. Dang, really? A mile but south. I found another. Uh, I found well. a skull in there. The horns had been completely eaten. I mean, mm-hmm. like. But this deer had, I still got the skull at the house. Huge bases. Huge bases. Yep. I mean, huge. Like, probably six inch bases, no doubt. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's the thing about that area is it's, it gets pressured, but it's so rugged back in there. Yeah. Yeah. You just look at it, like I always look at the map of the areas like that, and there's several of them out there. I'm just like, your area being one of them where we found the beds, you look at that. And how nasty that country is. And you're just like, what could be in there, dude? Because mm-hmm. people aren't getting at them. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, when you have that kind of terrain and that kind of cover, I mean, who knows what's in there? Like I was telling him earlier, when the first time this this season when I went in there and I shot the pine tree or whatever, yeah, we did a little bit of scouting around there. And there was one spot I was standing. Like I was telling him, I could hear them walking through the damn thicket like 20 yards away, but could not see them. Yeah. And that's i don't know that's what i've been focusing on this season stuff like that and yeah trying to piece together how to access that really from not pushing in there too deep and bumping them out so awesome i shot my deer <clears throat> it very close to where you shot your deer <laughs> on an, well, without us knowing until after the fact um so me you knew don't don't give me a <laughs> he's like where to kill that bug i'm gonna go in there and get his brother <laughs> man i wish listen i was looking around i got distracted though so me and andrew go out uh, i guess it was that saturday and uh no what it was no we hunted all day saturday and struggled didn't, like, hunted, i didn't see hunted, a single deer hunted in the rain i saw five deer that day uh four does and a, and a little like three point <clears throat> and uh just struggled all day long didn't know what we were going to do came back and we're like okay woke up sunday morning i stayed over here at, at your house and we're like, okay, let's just head out there and, and try to figure out what we're going to do. And we drive out, and I was going to go to one spot that I had hunted earlier this season. Um, and it was just kind of in a hub between a couple different bedding areas. And I pull up to it. Andrew drives on past me, and he's like, man, we, I call him back. I was like, man, you know what? I don't really don't feel good about this spot. Because first off, I'm like, I really don't want to get up in a tree. Like, I had hunted off the ground, like, the day before. I, like, enjoyed it, like, not having to worry to climb a tree. And uh, – He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, well, you really want to get up in a tree in that spot because, you know, if not, you know, you got a deer coming behind you and you'd never see it until it busted you. And uh, we kept talking and talking, and he's like, man, I'm like, well, what about what about over there in XYZ area? And he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, dude, I went over there like the year before. It looked really good. There's like a certain <clears throat> terrain feature, like a bench out there that you know, looks really awesome. You can get up on, you know, kind of watch it. And I'm like, okay. I, I went s- out there right <laughs> after they cut it. Mm-hmm. And even then, there was so much deer sign in that cut. Yeah. I'm talking like they had just pulled the skitters out. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, there were so many tracks. And then this past summer, we glassed it from across the valley. I never went into it, but we glassed it. And I could see all that broom sedge in there and how tall it was. I was like, man, that looks pretty freaking yep. good. 
And I just I never went back in there. And then that morning, Jacob was just he's a mess, man. He's like he's he's like, should I go here? Should I second I, go there? I second guess myself. Yeah, so I, I was already at the parking spot, and I'm like, I'm needing to go because I got a long walk. I'm like, just come over here, dude. There's a good cut, like right here next to me. And I sent you the pin. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna get up there, kind of you know by the landing, kind of watch down over it. You know, I get over there, I drop off, come up the other side, come all the way up there into like the cut and kind of get up into it. And I'm I'm like getting up and it's real foggy anymore, like super foggy. I mean, we all know that. It was just kind of crazy. I was like, man, I ain't going to see crap up in here. And uh, it started getting gray light and I was, you know, I'm making all this freaking noise because, dude, when the loggers came in, they left. If they had any trash, they didn't burn anything. They didn't. They, just they didn't. Threw it out. They, yeah. They, well, they didn't even pile. It. You know, most cutovers they piled up. They didn't pile. Up. They just threw it. If there's a logging trail, they covered the freaking logging trail in like freaking trees and Slash logs. And it was terrible, dude. I'm making so much noise walking over it, trying to be quiet. I'm like sinking down it, dude. It was like quicksand with tree branches. I'm like, okay, I think I can walk across. I sink down in the tree branch up to my thigh, and I'm like, oh You're man. You're like trying to walk up and over a slash pile. Well, the thing, it was flat. It was, I mean, it was up on the landing. It was just like oh, flat. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah I can yeah. walk across. I'm like sinking down. I'm like crawling across all this dead brush. When I went in there, I got on the very <clears throat> spot that you sat and killed the deer. Mm-hmm. And I glassed across the valley to the spot where I killed the deer when I first found the spot. Wow. And that's when I first like noticed the spot where I killed the deer. Because I looked over there. I was like, hmm, what is that? So, well, yeah. I finally get over to this area. And I mean, it's, it's about almost, I mean, it's like, I can see like, the, I can start to see like the edge of the tree line. At that time. And I'm, like, trying to climb over. I find this little brush pile that's, like, tucked up on the side of this hill. I'm going to get in front of it. There's another little brush pile just below it, so I can kind of get tucked up in it. I can, like, kind of see down in front of me. And, dude, I go to, like, climb over this brush pile, and I slip. <laughs> Everything's soaking wet. And I, I slip, and, dude, I freaking – so this br- – or what's, what's the stuff? It's called goldenrod. G- goldenrod. Well, it's like a woody browse little plant thing. And I fall, and I do my own, I do my own <laughs> DIY COVID test. I freaking that broom sh- that the uh, golden golden rod. This literally goes up my right nostril and touches my freaking sinus, like up in my sinus, like not like in the nose, like not in like the actual like my nose. It was up in my forehead, <laughs> frontal lobe area, like like, <laughs> like, a, like a legit like solid five six inches, like up in my the freaking. Funniest sandal. part is when he was like, it was like I didn't think it went that far in, and then he tried to pull out, and he could like feel it between his eyes. <laughs> Yeah, so I go to pull it out, and again, I can feel it up above, like, like my eyebrow. Oh, my God. I pull it out, and in a second, there's a resistance, and in a second, it pops out, dude. It is just like blood's flung across my face and out my nose, and I'm like, it's not like a nosebleed. I mean, it's like a rushing gush of blood, and y'all all saw me after the fact. I had blood still yeah, on my face. everywhere. <laughs> oh, man. I, I could say, I don't want to say anything. Anyways, so... Um, it was. Did it clear up your sinuses? No, it was terrible. It was hurting. It was sore. Like my forehead was just sore. You're like, I hope I don't have to have surgery. <laughs> oh man! I have to go legit have sinus surgery. Get thorn or get um get splinters taken out oh, my forehead. My gosh. When you told me that, I cried. I was laughing. So hard. I didn't think it was funny when it happened. It wasn't funny at the time. But I'm sitting. I'm did, sitting I'm, did it scare you? Were you scared that you're? Well, alive? I was scared because how much blood was coming out of my freaking face. <laughs> From a little piece of plant. Like, it wasn't even nothing, like, crazy. I'm like, dude, it looked like someone just put a steak up my nose. My nose. God, I wish I'm I was like, there. How did, you, how did you get it in your nose? I, I'm, a, I'm like, a, I've got great aim. Like, it's just so, like, it's just so impressive. You know, 
I at least looked, it wasn't your eye. I, I, oh, yeah. I was going to say, I could go back and try it again. It probably would never happen again. But uh, at least not go that far. Like, straight up. It's not like it bounced off like the inside of my nasal cavity. It went straight up into my freaking sinus. I'm not going to intentionally face plant in some goldenrod. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Like, I've never heard of anything like that ever happen. Yeah, well, I, again, my brother came up to me. And even John. well, I'll talk about Jonathan a little later on. But when they came up to me after I shot the deer, they're like, my brother's like, after the fact, he's like, I was wondering why you had blood all over your face. I didn't say anything, but like, you had blood like all over your nose and your mouth and stuff. I'm like, because I didn't, I mean, I didn't have a mirror while I was out there. I was looking at myself. And uh, and then Jonathan said, that, and he's like, dude, I didn't, I didn't realize. I told him the story. They were laughing so hard. And I'm like, yeah, I'll try and get the blood off my face. And then we took all those photos, and I didn't wipe the blood off my face, so you can see the blood in the photos. <laughs> I didn't even notice for real. No, oh, yeah. Well, you look at the photos now, you're like, oh, Jacob, look at you, man. I thought you, like, wiped blood on your face from the deer. I'm like, what are you doing? No, oh, no all, yeah, I had blood all on my forearms, and I'm like, that wasn't from the deer. That was me trying to, like, wipe it off my face. <laughs> so, oh my but anyway, so that, that all happened. So you injured yourself. Yeah, so I injured myself. I'm bleeding. I'm, I finally get set up. I got my little chair. I had carried climbing gear because I was going to think about climbing a little pine tree next to me and get up like 12 feet or so. But by the time I got there, it was like gray light. Like I could see like 50, 60 yards in front of me. I'm like, dude, if I climb a tree and there's a deer below me, they're going to see me like 100%. So I'm like, I'm just going to sit on the ground. And I get set up. And I don't. I also previously thought I had lost a pair of my, my binos in Tennessee on my last Tennessee trip because I haven't seen them since that trip. So I'm out there. I just had my rifle, no binos. Hutting this cut over, and I'm like, man, I really wish I had binos. So I'm like, I'm looking around, and I'm like, if I saw something, I was gonna pull my gun up and, you know, 15 power scope, I was gonna zoom in on it, and see what it is. Well, I'm looking, 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 and like, you know, the fog's kind of, you know, it's not really in the cuts on the edge of the cut. And I'm like, it was look, pretty bad that day too. It was, mm-hmm. but I'll tell where I was at, it wasn't bad in the cut. It was just like on the edge of the tree line, like around that kind of stuff. Well, I looked down, I saw a flicker of white, and I'm like, huh, I thought it was a bird maybe, and then it happened again. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna throw my gun up. I threw my gun up and looked, and I was like. I finally made out the butt of a deer, and it's tall sage. I mean, that, that sage grass, I didn't realize how tall it was until I went down there. I mean, it's over your head. You know, I'm 5'9". It's clearly over my head, so it's close to six foot probably. And I just see like a butt of a deer, and it's like turns out I see it's a, it's a doe, and it's not kind of like, you know, feeding around a little bit, just right down there below me. <clears throat> I'm like, okay, cool. I'm zoomed in like I'm 12 power. I zoom out. I'm like, there's got to be a buck around. I zoom out to like three, and I'm looking, and then all of a sudden I see like this uh, – well, no, first off, I, I zoomed out. I didn't see anything. I put the gun down. Then I saw the flicker white again. I saw the doe. I pulled my gun back up. I looked at her again. And this is like, le- just now, like, legal light. Um, so I can, you know, you can, you know, it was probably 630 at the time. And uh, I see the doe. I zoom back out. And all of a sudden, to the right of her, like, five to eight yards to the right of her, just down, really down, just downwind of her, I just see, like, tips of antler tines in the tall grass. And I'm like, there's no way. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, that is a buck. And it's like the perfect little rack. It's like the perfect rack. And I'm like, my first time I was like, man, I'm like, okay, cool. And I looked at him and I told Andrew, like, if I shoot a deer this year, I want to shoot something that's like, I'm going to put on the wall. And I looked at it. I was like, man, that's kind of a, I don't know how big that deer is. I can't really tell. But I'm like, you know, I'm going to get on this little log in front of me. There's a brush pile for me. So I like crawl up on that log and I like lay down on it prone. And I'm like looking through the scope and I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the deer on like 12 power. And I tell him, like, okay, it's a pretty good deer, but all I can see is the top of his tines and his main beam. Like, I can't see his head, can't see ears, can't see any of that. And he's just, like, standing there looking at the doe. He's not bumping her. He's not doing any of that. He's just standing there. And then he, like, after a while, I saw his ears flicking. He's looking, he's, like, listening around, looking around. And uh, I'm looking at him for 10 minutes, literally sitting there just watching the whole time through the gun. I didn't, like, at any time, when I took the, I took my eyes 
out of the scope to look, I could not see the deer. It's that thick. Mm -hmm. So the only time I could see the buck and I could only see the doe was like through their scope. And they weren't terribly far. I'd come to find out they're 130 yards from me. And just, again, when he came out of the scope, you couldn't see the deer. So I go back into the scope. I'm looking at the buck. The doe starts kind of like easing up to the little ridge side, a little hillside. And he's still standing there just like in the grass, just like looking around. And come to find out, I think he was locked down with her. And he was just downwind of her. So if a buck was to swing around and catch her wind to come up, he would be between her and the doe. Mm-hmm. Or he'd be between the buck and the doe and could, uh, you know, intercept. That's the kind of the vibe I was getting him. And he was just, you could tell he was like, you know, He's wired. Looking. Yeah, he was yeah. On, he was wired. He was constantly looking around. And he wasn't trying to bump her. Do you think the doe was in the heat or you think she was about to come in heat? I think he was locked down. I think she was at the verge of it. And he was just waiting for her to like tell him when. Because again, you hear guys all the time talking about like bucks locked down with a doe. The buck's standing there. Whatever she's doing, he's just like keep trying to keep bucks off her. And that's mm-hmm. what she was doing. She was out there feeding. He was just, I mean, on red that's alert. That's what Jonathan was saying, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 And he's just like on red alert, just like watching everything. And, I, and he kept looking. He kept looking back towards me. The wind's perfect going right over the top of my head, you know, back behind me. He'd like look up towards where I'm at. He'd look around. He'd like have his ears just constantly listening. Uh, and it was fascinating because that's the first time I've ever seen that. Where, again, I fully believe that that, that buck was locked down with that doe waiting for her to come in heat probably mm-hmm. within – you know 12 to 72 hours um and um anyways so finally the doe moves up a little bit and he follows her up just enough where i can finally now see that i can see his neck and i see his how big his neck is how big his body i'm like this i think instantly i look at him like, he's a three and a half year old i'm like i'm shooting this deer and so i was kind of his main beams and everything i'm like okay yeah i'll shoot this deer <clears throat> well i'm looking at him like, man do i want to take a neck shot because that's all i can see he's directly facing away from me and he's like looking left looking right and i can shoot him in the neck but because of, like, the lighting and with the fog and everything, I thought he was farther than what he was. I thought he was, like, 200, 210 yards. He's 130. Because of how high up I was looking down at him, it looked farther than what he really was. Where was your rangefinder? No, okay, so, you no. always give me crap about not having a rangefinder. Well, also, because my gun... What's a rangefinder? No, 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 no. <laughs> so, the, the way my gun sighted in it, I don't, I'm not necessarily worried about the range, as long as he's not, like, oh, yeah. to a point, like, he's okay, shooting, he's too he's far. 6.5. No, no, no. It's like, I don't have to worry about the range. No, so, 50 yards, my gun's two inches high. 100 yards is an inch and a half high. At 200 yards, it's pretty much dead on. So, I'm not worried about, again, range, unless he's, like, you know, three plus, 400 which that rarely happens. But, again, I'm looking at him. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, he's right at pretty much, I was thinking 200 yards. So, I'm thinking just hold dead on where I'm where I'm looking. He's still facing away from me. I'm like, I'm telling myself, I'm like, you know, I've waited already 10 minutes looking through the scope for 10 minutes looking at this deer. I'm like, I'm not going to shoot and try to take a neck shot because I've shot a deer in the neck before in Tennessee with a muzzleloader and lost a buck. It would have been my biggest buck ever, like probably 130-inch nine point. And um, I'm like, I'm not going to do that again with this rifle. So he finally, I watched him for another five minutes, and he finally takes like three steps up. He turns, I mean, broadside. He's like feeding, and I'm like, that's it. And I freaking put it kind of like mid-shoulder, just behind the shoulder. I squ- and I thought I squeezed. I probably slapped the hell out of the trigger. <laughs> and, I, and, dude, I shoot, and it's like, boom. And, I, you know, if, 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 you shot, if you shot enough deer with a rifle, you've heard where it's like, it's like two sounds. It's like, Doom. you can hear it connect. Oh, dude, you can yeah. hear it hit them. Oh, and my I- gosh. The buck that Zach shot last year, like, it sounded like somebody hit, like, a like a, like a a wet pillow with a baseball bat. And I was like, he hit it. Whenever he shot at it, he hit it. But go on. Well, well, that's exactly what, I mean, you just heard that shot. You hear it, when it hit him. And you were not far from me. I don't know. I know you heard, I heard it, too. It. Yeah. Well, I hit him, and, dude, he just, like, freaking, oh, yeah. I heard all three of y'all shots. 
Well, man, well, mm-hmm. no, four, all four of y'all shots. Yeah, say, you shot three times, didn't you? Yeah. I, l- I laid yeah. some lay down. Oh yeah. I was like, please, God, uh, don't let people be chasing shots this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Which I didn't, I didn't really understand that terminology until about a week ago when I was talking to Wes Moe, and then found out that actually happens. Uh, anyways, we won't talk about that right now. Um, <laughs> well, no, so, supposedly I didn't realize this, but people like you start hearing a lot of gunshots, and guys start moving into that spot. And to me, I'd be like the opposite. I'd go the opposite direction, but I don't know. I guess guys want to do that, kind of get in. I'm going the opposite way. Yeah. Well, I've heard of – again, I've, Wes has talked about, you know, them killing some deer and some other piece of public and guys move in after they've shot three or four bucks in the morning because they hear all these gunshots coming from a certain direction. I don't know. <clears throat> it doesn't make sense to me because I'm I like, could totally see that happening. Oh, yeah, I can see yeah. it happening, but I'm like, dude, that, most likely that deer's dead or he's gone out the other side. He's People chasing dead deer. Yeah. Like everyone, everyone's in Zach's inbox like, hey, bud. Hey, bud. I think I got a picture <laughs> of that deer. Like, I think I had him on camera. Where'd you kill him? Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> Zach's like, mm, I don't know. Was, yeah, on the, the, si- woods. Yeah, <laughs> the woods. In a parking lot. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I, I shoot him, dude, and he just like, the second I just see him react to the scope, and he's, like, running sideways down the hill. He, like, rolls over. And I'm, like, oh, he's going down. So, I, I like, get out of the script. I'm watching him. And, like, two seconds later, he's, like, getting off off the ground. He's booking it, dude, down this bench. And he's, like, booking it. And I'm, like, oh, shoot. And I had just listened to a, a, a freaking podcast. What was it? It's the uh, uh, the the Grind Outdoor – or, like, The Grind. It's uh, the media uh, – the um, God dang it. The Muley Freak. Yeah, Muley yeah. Freak podcast. Anyways. And he was talking about, he's like, man, if I shoot a deer, he's like, I hit him. He's like, I'm going to keep, I'm, I'm putting more bullets into him until he hits the ground. And that's just what went through my mind in like a split second. So I'm like, he's, he's wide open, dude. And I'm like, dude, I'm just like, I put one. I'm like, that was way behind him, way over the top of him. And he gets out there. And again, I think he's farther than what he is. And he stands out there. He's like, he's like flicking his tail. He's like wobbling. And I'm like, I'm going to put another one in him. I pull up and dude, I put like. At the top of his back, just above his back, and dude, he's like 220 yards from me. I freaking just like send it right over the top oh of him. Gosh. And that deer, he's like, I shoot, and the deer like stands there for a second, and I go to like reload again, put another shell in, and uh, I come back up, he's not there anymore. I'm like, oh god, where'd he go? Uh, and I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm like, I didn't see him run from that spot, but I'm like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if he went down, I don't know if he went up, I don't know if he like where he went, and like that's when doubt started creeping in my mind. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh yeah, god, every I'm, time. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't see him go down. I'm over there like, I call Andrew. Or, you know, you call me. Like, within, by the time the third shot happened, I'm like, get a phone call. Oh, yeah. And uh, Andy, like, you get one? I'm like, yeah, I shot one. I'm like, I, you know, I felt like it was good. You know, held right behind his shoulder. Shot looked good. You know, he, he acted like he was hit. But, like, I didn't see where he went after I, the third shot. He just, like, disappeared. I'm I, like, I called when you answered. All you did, you answered and you said, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like Kool Aid Man. <laughs> um, yeah, but dude, it was. Anyways, it was just. It was exciting, and the whole the whole at, the whole aspect of like that buck running off and the doe running off. I was like, man, that that was freaking awesome. Kind of experienced that, but then the doubt started creeping in my mind. And I'm talking to Andrew, and he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, you think he's a good one? I think he's a pretty good buck. And uh, but I'm like, hey, I'm just gonna sit. You know, it, I shot him like at 6:45 in the morning, and I'm like, legal shooting time was 6:20, so and it was it was foggy. So I mean, literally. You know, had it been super long in the morning before I got the shot off or got the shots off, and uh, I'm like, I'm just gonna chill for a little while. Like, you hunt your morning, and we'll just recover the deer a little bit later on. Well, like an hour and a half goes by, I can't, I can't stand it. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm gonna try to walk around this other side and try like glass down into it, try to see if I can see him. And I get over there, and that's when I found out like how tall the grass was, the sage. And I'm like, dude, there's no way. You, I mean, I could like stand down there and you couldn't see me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna drop off and try to get down that bench and just try to see if I can 
you know, find blood. Did I get down there? I'm like, I'm trying to look for blood. I'm like, he, he ran right through this little area. And also I look up, dude, and I'm like, oh, he's hurt. <laughs> and dude, it is like, I don't know if anyone, like, anyone that's listening right now had saw like the Instagram post. It is like blood. This like sage looks like you came there with a mop and just was like rubbing <laughs> it on the sage, dude. It is just like, I'm like, I'm looking, I look, I see the blood. I look left from the way he came from. And I can see blood for 20 yards, like through the sage. Like it's like a carpet. And I look to the right, and I can see blood for 20 yards, like a carpet. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, this dude has got freaking smoked. But then again, <laughs> Michael's buck that he was shot in the freaking leg bled a lot like that. Yeah. But this was like higher up on the sage. Like this was like, you know, this was like waist high on the sage. It wasn't like real down low. But I start tracking, dude. And it's like, I find his tracks and everything. This is blood is just everywhere. I mean, it's like a red carpet. I mean, nothing I've ever seen like that with a rifle. Just ridiculous and i finally i get up to where he was standing there's blood everywhere i'm like oh dude he's he can't be far i look around i see a leg and that's when i get on instagram i walk up to him and i saw a goodie was like that's freaking awesome it's the best book i've ever killed out there and uh come to find out the shot was i again i don't know if i slapped the trigger or what had happened but i was holding right behind the shoulder he's quartering he's like broadside head facing to the right i shot him literally the bullet went right through the center of his neck front of his neck and came out you know, on the other side of his neck and just blew a huge hole. And did, I mean, he just bled. I mean, got the both arteries on both sides of the neck. I mean, he bled like when I, when I went to gut the deer and like cut the meat off and everything, there was like no blood. Like there was no blood left in the freaking deer. He, he was bled out. Oh, dude, it was Drained great. Him. Yeah. That sounds great. Oh, <laughs> oh, it was, I mean, it was the easiest gut job I've ever had, man. I mean, I've never seen guts like that, that clean. Um, but, uh, dude, it was just, it was crazy. And then for us to get the deer out. So this is the craziest part. I find the deer. I'm like, hell yeah. I'm like, dude, this is freaking awesome, man. And, uh, you know, it's kind of cool. He's got a, he's got a hole in his right main beam, like a really big hole. I mean, you can stick your freaking finger down in mm-hmm. like, you know, inch or so where like a bot fly had like, you know, Laura had like, you know, kind of grown in him. But, uh, I call Andrew. He's like, oh, okay, I'm going to hunt this morning. And I'm like, okay, cool. I got my brother coming out. He's going to help me get the deer out. And he's bringing a game cart. Well, I start hiking back to the truck. It's, it's a pretty good ways to the truck from where I was at. So I start hiking back. I went up, grabbed my stuff, start hiking back. And he, my brother had already got up to my truck and he was going to drop down to me. I start coming up to the edge of the, the edge of the cutover. I start dropping down and I see him walking. I see another guy walking. I'm like, who the hell is that? I'm like, it's not Andrew. I know Andrew's still hunting. And, uh, I'm like, maybe at first I was like, maybe this is fiance. And I'm like, no, that's a big boy. That is not his fiance. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I get down there in the bottom and this guy, like they walk up to me and I'm like, dude, I have no clue who this dude is with my brother. I'm like, it's not one of his buddies. I don't know who this guy is. He walks up. He's like, he's like, hey, man. I'm like, hey, dude. He's like, oh, hey. My name's Jonathan. They call me John Boy. And uh, he's like, hey, man, I was just hunting down there. You know, I was hunting down there in the little drainage. He's like, uh, he's like, I might have had you on camera this morning. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, man. And he was he was just hunting on the other side, this other edge of this cut. Uh, kind of like to the. Had me on camera. To the left. To the left. If you look at it on the map. And uh, anyways. I was, we were talking and stuff, and my brother walks up. My brother comes out there. He, I don't know where he thought I was hunting. You know, he knows like we hunt pretty rugged. He comes out there in a polo, jeans, and tennis shoes. <laughs> polo, oh my god! And I'm like, brother, and he had orange on. But I'm like, I'm like boy, well, this ain't, I didn't kill this thing on a green field. We ain't walking down the road. And he's like, he carrying the game card, and he's like, oh Jesus, he's like, I did not come prepared. I'm like, why were you wearing tennis shoes of all things? I mean, you could have wore a polo, bro, but like the tennis shoes, bro. His feet by the end of it were torn up from the floor up, dude. The crap we had to walk through and everything, but uh, it, it, it was miserable for him. But he walks up, and I was talking to this Jonathan guy, and he's sitting there. I got my Southern Outdoorsman hat on, 
the uh, Blaze Orange Hats, by the way. If you're listening to the podcast, watch your new hat. You need to check out the new hats on our website, southernoutdoorsman.com forward slash shop. But anyways, I had one of the Blaze Orange Hats on, and uh, he looks at me. He's like, man, your voice sounds familiar. What's your name again? I'm like, Jacob. And he's like, you got a podcast? I'm like, yeah. He's like, Southern Outdoorsman? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I got to listen to y'all's show. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, we started talking. It was cool. But uh, long story short, he had hunted that area a lot and got some really good deer on camera. Uh, he actually helped me get my deer out, and actually, dude, it was terrible. It took us an hour and a half to get that deer out. It was just terrible. We had him on a game cart trying to come out through all that deadfall and stuff. It was it was terrible, but it was <clears> terrible. It was terrible. That's the only thing. So, from where I killed my deer to where you killed your deer, how far is that? Let me measure it. I'll tell you right now. The Pro- other side of the hill. Yeah, right. pro- probably three hundred pro- pro- yards. Three four hundred. Yeah. And you drug okay. him to the same road that I drug my deer to. Up that, yeah. Yeah, so you know, there's that little drainage up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He died like just to the right of that, and we came straight across all that, and then up some slash piles, and then up that other side. Yeah, that'd be pretty rough right there. Well, it it, it was rough. Now looking back at it, it probably would have been better if we drug him. I'm just saying. I think we. Could oh s- yeah. I think we could have slid him a little bit I, better than the I game. I was about to say I walked the same path you drug him. The yeah. first year it was cut before the sage was in there, and it was hard to walk when it was. A- like a fresh cut over. Yeah. And it was just a slash out there. Yeah. Uh, my thing was, I didn't want to tear up his cake because, again, I want to get him mounted. Uh, but um, we should have jerked him out. Or, come to find out, I, found, I realized we didn't have to check the deer in. Could have packed. Hold on. <laughs> that, that brings up a great story. So, I actually had texted the area biologist who got on to me in 2018 for packing out a deer on a checking hunt. <laughs> yeah, Jacob got in trouble. Oh, me, me and Zach both. Me yeah. and Zach both got an earful, I think. Sorry about that. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I was like, I'm not going to pack it out. You know, we're going to take it out whole. <laughs> well, I text old boy at 7.30 in the morning. I'm like, okay, he's going to get back to me an hour or so. All the guys get there. We load up the buck. I still, he still ain't got to my biologist. Yeah. <clears throat> he still hasn't got back to me yet. And I'm like, man, I'm like, come on now. Because I was, I was, I was going to quarter him out. Keep them out, pack them out. And it wouldn't have been that bad because I was going to go back to the truck, grab my stuff, come back and get them. Still haven't heard from them. So I'm like, I guess we're dragging them out. We get them all the way back to the truck, dude, hour and a half later. <laughs> and the hardest part was like that last quarter mile. And uh, we get back to the truck. We get it to the top, dude. I check my – yeah, I check – oh, no, like that. Like, bro, I'm tied onto the front like a mule. Okay? And <laughs> had, him with a rope. And I had old big boy Jonathan and Chris, my brother, on the back just holding the freaking game card up, just pushing it, dude. I'm, I'm on all fours crawling, dude. I mean, I'm, no, that's not over-exaggerating at all. And uh, I get to the top. I check my phone. Blood dude. coming out of your nostrils. <laughs> just, yeah. No, I'm blowing snot rockets. It's just like straight blood. <laughs> paramedics like yeah we gotta go to the hospital oh, man. um but we get to the very i get to the top of the hill and um i check my phone and old boy's like oh no it don't matter you can yeah you can cord them out pack them out i'm like you son of a gun <laughs> i told the guys like you know what we could have like really saved that and they're like oh god <laughs> anyways it was it was one experience but dude we get up there we start you know taking photos and stuff i got the deer up top of the hill and me and Jonathan are just talking. We're just talking because he's running camera stuff. He's a real, real cool guy. And I uh, killed some real good deer out there. We're just talking. And you, Andrew had called me. Zach, you had shot your deer. Because by the time you shot your deer, we had my deer back out. And uh, Andrew calls me. He's like, hey, man, Zach just killed Big And I'm like, cool, send me his photos. All right, cool. And I asked him, like, what he was going to do that day. And he's like, I don't, I don't know. I'm probably just going to sit here for a little while and get out. I don't know what I'm going to do this afternoon. Well, I'm gutting my deer. Me and Jonathan are just working on it. And all of a sudden, we're sitting there talking, and we're like, ah! 
<laughs> and I'm like, me and him look at each other like, no shit. <laughs> and dude, I like three seconds calling Andrew and he's like, hello? <laughs> and I'm like, did you shoot what he's like? Yeah, <laughs> and the next thing you know, he's like, he's like, he's like heavy breathing. Oh, I, dude, I, I freaked out a little. Dude, bit. he freaks out so hard, man. He's like just shaking. I'm like, I'm like, was it a good? One? He's like, I don't know. He came up, <laughs> he, he came up right behind me. I just, I just turned around, and shot him. He's, he's legal. And I'm like, oh my I god. I saw three. <laughs> I saw three. <laughs> and Andrew, I'm, I'm gonna let you tell the story, but like. <laughs> I look at Jonathan I'm like I guess we're dragging another one out he's like well I got a birthday party to get to an hour and a half but I'll go help y'all so we load my truck up we drove around hey, Jonathan's a good dude oh dude it was awesome good dude but let's talk about so when we're dragging my deer out you could hear us talking almost right oh yeah I could hear the gravel under your boots I could hear you talking I could hear you laughing like we everything were, we were doing a little wind bump or no, we were doing like a sound bump for Andrew. <laughs> like, a, like a mid-pressure I mean bump. I could clearly hear you so is that like down the creek where you were oh yeah okay yeah, and it was just carrying, man, carrying right down there. Yep. So uh, makes perfect sense. <laughs> when I was walking in, I passed Jonathan's camera, gave him a big thumbs up because I, I saw like the, like you know the Tascos have like the big light bar on the front, and I just like I looked to my left when I'm walking in, and I just see like red flashing, <laughs> and I was like, "What is that? <laughs> it's a bomb!" <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like, "Oh, it's a Tasco." I was like, "Thumbs up," and I keep walking, and. uh I get caught by gray light halfway up the bottom I was going to, and there's all these rocks up above me, like big rock bluffs. So I'm like, well, I don't really want to keep walking at gray light because I can't see, but they can see really good. So I just crawl up in those rocks and sit down. And I had a doe come by me, like right at legal light. And like I'm sitting there watching. She's just like walking on a beeline, and I'm just waiting for like, you know, giant <laughs> rat to come out behind her. And I was watching her, and she caught my ground scent, and she starts kind of getting all wigged out, and she starts going up into the bedding area that I'm about to go hunt, so I'm like, cool, like, yeah, go up there, and right at that second is when Jacob shoots, and you do your thing, well, it gets light, and I go continue to get to my spot, and it's a spot just like where I killed the last buck, so it's a, it's a SMZ that goes up into a cutover, and I'm like, I'm just going to get right at the tip of this thing and look up into the cutover. You know, and watch like a terrain feature. Like I was watching a saddle in the cutover. So uh, I go up there and I get set up and I can see pretty good. And I basically sit all morning and see nothing. I mean, I could hear the birds behind me in the bottom were going kind of, there's some blue jays and stuff down there fussing. So I'm like, maybe I should have stayed in the bottom and just hunted up in those rocks because there's something back there making those blue jays go off. And then. And Zach texts me, and Zach's like, killed a giant. And, and I'm just like, man, it's, when's it going to be my turn? Dude, he was so sad. He called me. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to do this afternoon. I was, I, was, I was pretty bummed. I had really high hopes. Because you were like, where are you going to go? And I was like, I don't know. I kinda, No, you were asking, you're like, are you going to come get this? Or you want like me and Christopher to just get it? Because like, I love the blood trail. So I'm usually like, you, if you're, you're in a blood trail, please let me come. Yeah, you missed like the most, like your blood trail was pretty cool. You missed the most epic blood trail. Oh, I, I know. You would have been like, oh my God, <laughs> I, man. I loved the blood dude, trail. Dude, Hornady. But I was like, dude, just, just do it without me. Mm-hmm. We'll get to the Hornady bullet. But I was like, just do it without me. Like I, I want to, I really want to sit here midday because I think this is like a midday spot. And so basically it's just a whole lot of nothing until like 1045 or so. I'm sitting here watching this cutover and, uh. At like 10.45, I hear like that unmistakable directly behind me. I just hear, like, oh, yeah. 
I mean, unmistakable. I'm like, there's a deer behind me, and I'm in the saddle, and I like, I have my gun in my lap like this, and I turn to my right, which like I keep telling myself, like, don't do that, because if you if there's something there, then you're gonna have to turn all the way to the left to shoot it. So just turn to the left initially, even though it feels weird. But I turn to the right. And I look, and I just see, like, this buck, and he's at, like, 18 yards. And I just see, like, antlers coming through. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And so I turn to the right, and, like, my, the, the freaking. That's left, by the way. Left. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking. Drink you another one. <laughs> that, that brings to mind another I'm story. <laughs> Anyways, so, yeah, I was backwards. So turn to my left to see this deer. And the, the sling I have on my rifle is, like, kind of rusty. So I'm like turning it and my right, it's like creaking. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) this buck, but he's just cruising and he's coming through at like 18 yards and I crank it down to three and I get him in the scope and I see like decent mass. Like he's got, he's not like a little pencil rack and I see three points on one side and he gets in a gap and I just let him have it. I was like, he's legal. Bam. Absolutely. Yep. And so then he, I shoot and he just. He doesn't really react. He just takes off, str- I mean, straight down the hill into the thicket. I'm like, I just killed him for sure. Because, uh, like, the, like the, I was shooting offhand, but it felt good. And, like, the trigger squeeze was great and everything. And, I like, I had no no sooner, like, hung up the gun. My phone rings. And, of course, it's Jacob. <laughs> and I answer. I'm like, hello. And he's like, did you get one? I was like, uh, I don't know. And so. No, what- you're like, no, I was like, did you shoot one? You're like. Yeah, and I'm like, sweet. And then you're like, oh, yeah, man. I don't well, no, I said, I said, hold on, hold on. So, so there's a there's a new rub when I walked in. There's this one cedar tree. It's like that big around, and it had a rub that wasn't there last time I was in that spot. And I'd been looking at it all morning. Like that was not there last time. And I just kept like looking at it. When I shot him, he was standing right in front of that rub. Well, I look back at that rub, and then it's just like pinkish red, the whole thing. And I was like, I told Jacob, I was like, hold on, hold on. And I put the phone up, and I glass it, and, dude, there's hair and lung all over like, this rub. Like dude. lung material. Oh, and hey, I hey. was, and I get back on the phone, I'm like, I got him. <laughs> hey, do you have the phone? Show yeah, us the, show, show the, the tree. Yeah, so he tells me that. I'm like, oh, my God. And then that's when Andrew loses it. He's in the same. I mean, you can hear him, like, vibrating in the tree. Like, the tree's <laughs> shaking, dude. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah, it was, it was pretty But brutal. it's great. So, look, we're, we're up there just gutting that deer. Oh, my God. <laughs> You'll see that pine tree in the background? Yeah. So that pine tree's like five or six feet behind it. That pine tree had lung material and hair on it. Yeah. And he was standing in front of that cedar. Dude, it was it was bananas. So I was like, I saw that. I was like, I think I got him. (laughs) I'm like, unless that's fat on the tree. And I've never seen that before. I was like, dude, that's wicked. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah, I got down. I walked over there and looked at it, and I'm like, that's definitely lungs. He's not going to be far. And Well, I looked five (laughs) yards up the blood trail, and there's a piece of lung, like the size of a half-dollar coin on the ground. I'm like, I'm just going to walk down here and get Like, he's dead for sure. And I start going down the trail, dude, and it's like it's a constant blood. I mean, it's like it's like a really good, constant blood trail. trail. I mean, like to the point, like you You start getting into the privet, it's like way up on the privet. Like he ran into a tree, and like when you find him running into trees and stuff. No, I mean it. It literally, it's not like drops. It is like a constant, like flow of blood Mm -hmm. on a walking trail. I mean, you literally like I don't have to bend down. I'm just walking. That's yeah. what kind of blood trail I was. Like. I literally just walked over there and found them. And both deer was like that. So what? What's your thoughts that you're killing three deer now with the horny uh, XLD or ELDX, ELDX bullets? They they make a mess for sure. Because I all three deer I like. I mean I like 
10 ringed, perfect behind the shoulder shot. And their entire chest cavity from their brisket all the way to their butt is bloodshot. All mm-hmm. of it. The guts aren't busted, but it's like red. I mean, everything is just destroyed. It's crazy. And the blood trails are great. And you've had exits on every one of those Every teams? single one of them. And I, the further, the one I shot in Wyoming was 228 yards. The second one I shot was 60 yards. And this one was like 18 to 20 yards. And that's why I went to those bullets because I was shooting a nozzle partition before, you know. which is made to like re- retain its weight. And But at, at close range, they just were not acting. They were like mm-hmm. tumbling, not exiting, not expanding. So I switched to that more like aggressive expanding bullet. And it is ridiculous like remember i told you i was like you need to buy these bullets like okay i'll try when i first shot them i was like this is almost too much like the amount of damage like on the further shot the 228 like it did so much damage i was like i don't know if i'd so i've killed two deer i've killed two deer with them first was a 220 230 pound eight point up in uh, tennessee dropped him at 285 yards this freaking like a sack of potatoes dude and it was just unreal and then i actually retained that bullet so that bullet was stuck on the hide on the outside shoulder, on the offside shoulder. And I got, actually, it's sitting in my truck, the bullet is. And then the other buck I shot, you know, it didn't have to go through much, you know, flesh, you know, probably seven inches of flesh in his neck. And it just, you know, exited. But look, the, just the overall damage it does is ridiculous. And the cool thing is because uh, the Grind podcast I was talking about, uh, the Muley Freak podcast, they had a three part episode with uh, one of the ballistic engineers for Hornady. And they actually talked a lot about, about that round, the ELDX, uh, which is like the, this, the precision hunter round for Hornady, uh, which it, they talk about how it can perform flawlessly from, I mean, literally 25 yards out to 900 yeah. yards, depending that's on what, what I, that's what I've wanted it for. Cause like where we hunt, I mean, pretty much all of us, you might shoot one at, you know, sub 20, you might shoot one at like 200, depending on where you're at. Yep. So, but yeah, I mean, and, and kind of going back to like what we said earlier in the podcast about uh, like it's not it's really not always about like the antlers and everything. Like I saw that deer and I saw he was legal. I'm like it would be so freaking cool to triple up like all three of us kill. And there was like no question like I'm killing it if it's legal. So yeah, man, it was he's he's the kind of deer. I was joking with Michael about this. Like the deer that deer is the exact deer. That I told Michael, I was like, I'm not going to shoot that kind of deer this year. <laughs> and, dude, I mean, I'll let him have it, and I do not regret it. <laughs> Just the fact you said that, I wish I would have shot the deer that I seen that morning. I, I recorded yep. it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, Muzzy, you're killing us, bud. Don't tell us that after the fact. You should have kept that. You should have kept that. Dang it, man. I got the video and all. I just, I mean, he, he was dead deer. 30 yards. I mean, <laughs> dude, yep. we could have quadrupled, man. Oh, oh could have done it. <laughs> I didn't know what I mean. I don't have y'all's number. I didn't know Somebody y'all both killed started. one. Yeah, yeah. Zach didn't say, "Hey, oh, Andrew and uh, Jacob killed one that morning." I too, didn't so. know. Jacob tried to call me, but like, I had terrible dude, service dude, out there. Yeah, and, and by the way, one of the numbers I have for you, I think I told you, it is some long yeah. here. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't think, I don't think Zach's Hispanic. <laughs> that <laughs> would I'm not like, be me. Yeah, I'm like, that's not Zach. Okay, <laughs> bud. Sorry about that click. <laughs> but um oh dude yeah that was awesome but yeah going look at your blood trail seeing that especially as that's like the closest deer that we've shot this year with that bullet and seeing how it performed i was extremely impressed you yeah. know kind of right off the back side of the shoulder you're not, you didn't hit the shoulder right off the back side of the shoulder double lung just the exit hole in that deer the this the, the blood trail is just flawless pieces of lung, lung i mean that, that, yeah that was literally pieces of lung just laying all over the place. <laughs> chunks yeah it was 
I mean, it, it was, was brutal. It was, it was ridiculous. Um, but I was like, that's that's awesome. So, again, it just shows that, you know, how well it functions at that kind of range. Oh, man, I forgot to tell you, I screwed up. So, I always keep the heart out of the deer, and I gutted him in the field, and I didn't have anything to put the heart in. Did you leave it in the tree? No. <laughs> oh. What? I left it somewhere else. So, you know, I got that pocket on my back. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> how many days has it been I in I jammed there? it in there. I found it the next day. But me and <laughs> Tiffany were going hunting the next day on on monday you took so, a good luck charm so yeah our our anniversary is monday so we both took the day off and so <laughs> of that morning we like did picture we did tiffany stuff that afternoon I'm like maybe you want to go hunting that could be my anniversary gift and she's like okay so we go out there and i'm getting the thing packed up that pack right there and i like go to put the water bottle in that pocket and i unzip <laughs> it and there's a freaking heart <laughs> I was like, oh. Well, what kind of serial killer <laughs> crap is this? And literally, literally, I was like, and dude's like, the zipper's all blood. Like, he's nasty. And I unzip it, and I go, oh. And <laughs> Tiffany's like, what? I was like, you might want to look away. Because <laughs> Tiffany's not like, you know, she's a yeah. girly girl. And so I'm like, you might want to look away. And she won't look away. So I'm like, okay. So I like reach in, in there and pull this heart out of my backpack. And the look on her face, man, she, <laughs> she was horrified. <laughs> she's like, what the? He told her. <laughs> I was like, I told you not to look. <laughs> so, yeah. That's why I don't I didn't get to keep that heart. That was kind of upsetting. That would have made a good sandwich. Yeah, that would have made some good, like, taco heart fajita or something like that. Yeah, you didn't keep the tongue either. I've never ate heart. No, I got the tongue sitting in his face out there. He's in the freezer. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I got his head in the freezer. I got two tongues in the freezer right now. Ooh. Yeah, I got both of them. Make it three, dude. Lingua tacos. Yeah. Lingua. Yeah. I got, oh man, I got to. There we got that food. That little, um, that little like taco truck across mm-hmm. the way. And just, they have beef just take them over there to him. So, uh, so that's the story of my buck. Yeah, dude. You get it out. Not much. Wasn't much to him. Oh no, but we drove over to Zach's house and freaking were like. Yeah. What was your Andrew? What was your thought? Oh, the when moment, I came around the corner, yeah, yeah, the moment we came around the corner, you're like it, holy it, crap! It, it took my breath. I was like, <laughs> dude, Andrew, did you see the twinkle in his eye when he yeah. walked oh, right yeah. through? He was like, oh, oh my god! He, just, he, just, he was like fondling the deer. I'm like, it's a dead deer. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a giant deer, but like, he's like, oh my god! He's like fondling the antlers. <laughs> he's imagining what it would look like in his house. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like, this looks so good above my fireplace. Oh, It'd have more friends in here, though. Oh, dude, I could Mine's going to be a lonely buck. <laughs> but I could not believe the size of that deer. We walked up to it. I could not believe it, man. I still can't. Like, it... I can't... Like, I, I, can't... It, I feel like I killed a big deer, but I don't feel like I killed that. Listen, mm-hmm. That's like me when I killed my, my Tennessee buck. Because my Tennessee buck, he didn't have super long times. He's had super long main beams. Just real wide deer. I, mean, I could literally like stand in between his rack. Yeah. And like it hasn't. I've looked at photos again to like remind myself how big he is. But until I get the the mount back, I'm sure like when I get the mount back, I'm like, oh my god. Oh yeah. No. But it's like when yeah. when, you, when you get your mount back, you're like, holy crap, yeah. dude, dude. You're gonna go pick it up. You're like, oh my god. It's gonna be like the like when I shot him again. Oh, oh dude, for sure. Yeah. Dude, no ground shrinkage with that. Dude, one. this year's been ridiculous, man. Andrew, you gotta kill a big one, bro. Come on, man. It's like we all threes killed biggins. I got one tag left. <clears throat> Make it count. I've had a good year. I killed four turkeys and three deer so yeah, far. You, you killed. I didn't kill a single turkey because I was like, yep. we, we were working hard, man. Um, I killed four turkeys and one pine tree this spring. Four turkeys. <laughs> well, okay. So let me ask this, Andrew. What did you learn from your experience? Just kind of that whole day. I mean, was there anything kind of like good takeaways from? Uh, well, I mean, the main thing is I think it just built my 
the confidence in being able to sit in a spot, like knowing it's probably more of a midday spot. Because from the very beginning, I, I didn't think that I was really going to see anything in there early in the day. And I had a feeling it was going to be a midday spot. And I usually I, I don't make it. Like I'm like, nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go somewhere. I'm going to yeah. go scout and then hunt somewhere else. But I sat out and I got the opportunity at that deer. So I don't know if you saw that. That's that. That's the Tennessee. You can Tennessee scroll. Spot. You can scroll left and right on it. Yeah, he's um, a nice one, man. Yeah, I mean that's the main thing for me is just the confidence factor of knowing that I can do that kind of thing. But also the fact that I'm like I'm so fixated on like sitting in a cutover and watching mm-hmm. that thick stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm like I could have killed him in the bottom because he was just cruising the edge and he was in the hardwoods. And, you know, I killed the one last year on the edge but in the cutover so mm. this year i've been like i gotta hunt the thick stuff but i'm like man that bottom there's so much sign but at gray light right before that doe came in when I, you couldn't see real good yet i had a buck right up there make a scrape i could hear him scraping uh and so then i'm like that and that really i was like i should have just sat in the freaking in the bottom but i don't know where, where was he making a scrape at right up on the edge <clears throat> dang stood right where he's supposed it. to see we all killing big deer bro <laughs> that was like September, wasn't it? It was August. Mm-hmm. August. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give you details after the It was hot and miserable. <clears throat> yeah. I hunted during a hurricane, actually. Actually, I shot that deer post-hurricane. That's like right. Like two hours, mm-hmm. like an hour. I was hunting in waders and a rain jacket when I shot him. Mm. So, but also, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll say one thing I, I learned from that whole experience is like there's times when like the thick cover that we always talk about, sometimes thick cover is different but the thick cover that deer wants to be in is different from what we talk about. We talk about like hard, like hard thick cover, like kind of like vines, briars. Well, it's like like pines and stuff like that, like <clears throat> like stuff that just looks impenetrable. And a lot of times, thick cover, just like a lot of guys we've had on the podcast, like one that's coming to mind is Michael Perry, who just tagged out on a really good deer. Um, is like you just thick cover to a deer is just tall enough to cover like a deer's back, where mm-hmm. it feels like it's secure. And I feel like I overlooked that a lot. And I feel like maybe we talk enough about like some really, really thick stuff that we're just like, we kind of miss that aspect that like really a deer is three and a half foot tall, three foot tall. Yeah. You literally only need cover to cover deer's back. They're way shorter than you think they are. Yeah. And it's like now looking at kind of like where I shot my deer, kind of like where you shot your deer, Mm -hmm. um, uh, Muzzy's like, you know, some of that stuff is real tall and thick, but it's like, it's not the kind of thick stuff that I would traditionally think as being Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is like impenetrable. This is where the big boy's going to be at. Kind of like what you were thinking, Zach. <clears throat> you know, he's going to come out of that real thick stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, he came in from the other direction. It was still thick, just not as thick. Yeah. But when you think about that, I'd feel terrible for that buck track to go through a pine thicket, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Good, good luck with that, <laughs> Even bud. where, like, back where I, I thought he was headed, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's where I was crawling on the ground to find all that sign. The I don't, thing is, he, he just – Zoom through there like it was oh, yeah. nothing. Like I mean, it. you you wouldn't expect that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you think he's he's going through there, his horns going to get caught on everything, but he goes through there like it's nothing. Yeah, I, that deer amazed me every day. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, crazy. Again, I, I think it's um, you know, I think like, my biggest takeaway is, you know, at certain times of the year, don't overlook the cover that's just covering deer's back. Yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of like where this doe was comfortable at. You know, that buck was locked down with her. He was keeping an eye on her, and he was in the same kind of cover where, you know, there was 
at certain times in certain places out there, if that buck was not where he was at, if he was in some of the, even the taller stuff, there is absolutely no way you would have seen him. You might have seen like a tine, but he could have walked through some of that sage and you would never get a shot. I mean, you could have guessed where his body's at, but, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> Just like those deer today, I mean, there was a wide open patch right there yeah. on the wood line, and you would think you could look down at it and see deer standing there. But, you, I mean, you might see a flicker of a tail every mm-hmm. now and then. and I mean, they were hidden. Yep. Like, And it, it makes it tough. I think I, that's the biggest thing is, you know, my that was my biggest takeaway is sometimes you just got to kind of think, I'm not going to say outside the box, but maybe outside the box of like what we've talked about is like sometimes you don't have to just dive into that stupid, stupid, stupid thick stuff. You need to figure out where the food's at, where the does are comfortable at. I did that beforehand like I, I wanted to dive off in there make the noise break the limbs all that stuff mm-hmm. before i even planned on hunting there but not so far ahead that it's old sign mm-hmm. if, if that makes sense yeah I mean, it's like hunt yeah. the hot sign but literally go in lay some scent down try to figure it out all in one day come back hunt it the next week mm-hmm. and try to make a play on it and that, that's what put down a freaking potential depending on depending on how he comes out dude and if you try to put him in the books i mean i think that deer's pushing Boone and Crockett, so pretty. We'll find out. Pretty ridiculous. I mean, if it's there, over there's not, 150, there, it's going in there. Well, no, no, I, was, I think it's got to be 160 for a typical. But the thing for is, a <clears throat> for Boone and Crockett. No, I'm in Alabama. Yeah, Alabama record books. Oh yeah, no, I know, I know. Well, there's a couple different record books. You Zach can put that got him a book buck, boy. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But um, he doesn't have a bunch of deductions because he's so mm-hmm. symmetrical. Like I mean, I don't know, kind of like you know, time length is he had many times longer than others. But I mean, look at him. He looks. Pretty symmetrical. I couldn't mm-hmm. see many deductions coming off that deer. Uh, you know, Boone and Crockett score where you know he's got each side. They take the smallest side, they match it each side, and you know take that take that number. Um, but yeah, dude, it's, it's awesome. Well, I'll just say this: congratulations to both y'all, Muzzy. Yeah, congratulations on, on a slammer. All Mister Book Buck. I'm gonna get you a t-shirt <laughs> says Book Buck Killer on. Hey, all freaking Zach. So that's awesome, dude. Congratulations. Got a lot of season left, man. Hopefully, maybe we get a couple oh, yeah. other good ones down. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Season left. Maybe, maybe I got two more tags left. Oh, listen. Hey, I'm right Three there with you, Three for man. bonus book. Oh, listen now. Listen. Hey, don't forget about that one. Little, little, listen, a little five-point. Zach, by. you got two tags, right? Yeah. Two that, more what, 160s, baby. What, yeah, listen. Two more 160s. Two more 160s. <laughs> no. Hold on. You're about you don't got me. I got I to gotta <laughs> top that. If I'm, I'm, I'm hunting that 170 right now. Hey. Now you're talking. Go get him. So everybody, everybody <laughs> find out what Muzzy's truck is. He's hunting the 170. <laughs> hey. <laughs> he just said that. I let it slip. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's right. awesome. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, appreciate you. I drive a Ford F-150 single cap. No. <laughs> no, he doesn't. It's red. Hot red. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's red. That's right. Yep. Well, <laughs> Who does drive that? I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know either. Andy does. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, we appreciate everybody listening to this week's episode. Hopefully, y'all have enjoyed us kind of BSing around, talking about some success here. This from all of us and kind of the different experiences we've had over the last 10 days or so. Uh, but again, if you've enjoyed the show, uh, like you'll hear in the outro, uh, make sure you uh, you know give us a, a like on Facebook and Instagram. Share the podcast with a buddy. Uh, and then also tune in for Monday's episode. We're going to have uh, Travis... Uh, Murray back on uh, talk a little bit more in detail about kind of his tactics who's what's helped him be successful over the years and uh, you'll ever hear hear that on Monday's episode but other than that uh, y'all have a great rest of your week we'll see you back on Monday
Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of the Southern Outdoorsman. And thank you to Blackberry Smoke for the music for the podcast. Also, to follow along with us, make sure you check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the Southern Outdoorsman. Until next time, y'all stay Southern. Y'all go ahead and write down the dates, June 28th through June the 30th. Go ahead and just mark those off your calendar so you can be at the Dalton Convention Center in Dalton, Georgia for the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo. Y'all heard a a ton of content from that expo last year that we posted. Uh, We talked about it a ton. Look, if you're the kind of person that listens to this podcast, this show was literally made for you. It was literally designed for you, which means you're going to love it. You know, all the best companies in mobile hunting are going to be there. A lot of the best deer killers in the Southeast are going to be there. A lot of our past podcast guests are going to be there. It's just, it's going to be an incredible event. And hey, if you've been looking to either get into a saddle or maybe a mobile lock-on setup or just a different kind of tree stand setup, I'm telling you, it's worth the investment to go to this show because they're all going to be there and you, you will get to try all of them in person before you buy it. So you don't have to order something online and then wait for it and then try it when it comes in to see if you really like it. You're going to get to go put your hands on everything all in one day, test it all out and figure out exactly what works best for you and have it taken care of before deer season starts. So like I said, go ahead and put it on your calendar, guys. It's a no-brainer. You gotta be at the show. Again, it's Friday, June 28th through Sunday, June 30th in Dalton, Georgia. We absolutely cannot wait to meet you guys there and talk hunting. So we'll see you at the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo in Dalton, Georgia.